A magical blend of barley, hops, and delicious alcohol. Episode 10 of the 2015 regular season. This is show 203, and we are right and fired up to get into some fantasy football goo, dropping you some knowledge. This week, our show, Great Intentions, and what we're going to do is give you the information for you to week to win week 10. As usual, I've got Houdini to my left. Stag Party, feeling a little under the weather this week. Uh, so he's at home working on some behind-the-scenes pyro stuff. Dogmatica to my right. I am D-Rex. We are pyromaniac.com. And as usual, we won't really talk too much about the Week 9 games. Uh, we'll fill it in and talk about it here or there as we see fit. But we're going to go and get right into more or less Week 10 stuff. And if you want to follow us, we'll be following the schedule on NFL.com. You hit schedules in the main nav, then you go to regular season, then you hit week 10. Um, anything else you guys want to say, or should we just, yeah, get it, dog? Yeah, well, I, I do have one thing to say, and I, I, I'm sorry to say it. I usually I'll throw something out happy, but this is a sad note. Oh, no. Uh, going, going towards baseball, uh, the whole Tommy Hansen. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, passing away, uh, I don't know if it was early this morning or late last night. But I uh, went into a coma yesterday, catastrophic organ, organ failure, failure. Uh, just out of nowhere, 29 years old. So hearts go out to uh, the Hanson family, uh, the Braves, you know, a couple other teams. He was, with the White, he was with the White Sox for a small stint there in the minors. Uh, it started out as a great pitcher, and I, you know, I wish his career had been a, a little bit better. He had a lot of promise, but that's just uh, terrible news. It's tough, you know, when you're getting to uh, our age... Stuff like that starts to hit you a little harder. You know, someone a little younger than you passing away or even, you know, younger siblings or, you know, their friends or something, their parents passing away, you know, within 10, you know, 10 years of, of your age. Uh, something like that kind of freaks you out a little bit. So I thought I'd mention it just real quick before the podcast. And otherwise, fuck a kid to leave. <laughs> poke, uh, poke in your eye out. We'll get into that putz. Um... In a little bit later, but let's start out with the Thursday night game. The Bills are going to be at the Jets. Rex Ryan revisiting his old stomping ground. And, uh, you know, we usually like to on the start with the visiting team. And I think there's a lot of excitement going on right now with the Bills. 
and what they can uh, see in front of them for a number of reasons that we'll probably talk through. But as far from a fantasy landscape, the Bills are uh, are on the up and up. <laughs> can I say this? Rex Ryan is definitely ready for this matchup. Did you hear who he named as a team captain for this game? No, I missed that. The dude that, that broke Geno Smith's jaw. No way. Is a team captain. Uh, for this that, game. You know, that's so pure, Rex. <laughs> I actually, I love it. That, that's that's great. Um, I think one of the main things that people want to know about real quick is the, the LeSean McCoy, Sean McCoy the yeah. situation. So I, I guess it started out with. I'm not, sh- you know, Rex saying I'm not sure what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we'll we'll play it day to day, you know, see what's going on with his shoulder. I guess it's just a strained shoulder. And then it was, uh, well, we're not sure what his role's going to be. I mean, he'll play, but we're not sure what his role's going to be. And then it turned into, oh, he's 100% fine. He's playing. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's up and down, back and forth. I really have no idea exactly what's going on there. But if I had to guess. And this is somewhat of an educated guess, seeing what was going on with him. I would say that he is going to play, but I think his role will be a little bit diminished. And it's not simply because of the injury; it's because also because Carlos Williams is is back to where back. he was at the beginning of the year. Exactly. And I, excuse me, by the way, for calling his breakout in that game when uh, finally you know he finally set things straight and it's like I'm I'm the man here. McCoy got hurt. Then all of a sudden he just kind of. I don't know, he didn't turn a shit, but that next game, he got himself a concussion himself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now that he's back in the run in there, he is looking phenomenal. And I, I, I knew he would be. He is a special talent. And it's a bummer that he's got someone like McCoy in front of him, who is also a special talent in his own right. But I have a feeling that they're both going to kind of take away from each other. I, I mean, I can't see them both having 100-yard games, <laughs> but not against this Jets team. No, they don't get to play Miami every week. And, and Carlos Williams, what is it now? I think it's 21 carries for 220 yards and three touchdowns against Miami. Yeah. You want to know who else is a special talent? The brewmaster of Deschutes Brewery, whoever came up with this fresh-squeezed IPA. Valverde! This guy is single and disease-free, no VD at all, but you could be the lucky girl to give it to him. Six foot five, Twiggy Munson. Of course he's disease-free. What chick wants to be with a guy who's hung like a twig? Well, that's not true. I've heard a lot of women say that they actually prefer a small penis. Show me one gal who says that, and I'll show you a liar. I'll introduce you to Mrs. Pepperfield later on tonight. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. (laughs) I love it. I might be disease-free, but I have crabs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to the game, I guess probably the other thing that people might want to hear about real quick is Sammy Watkins, who had himself just an insane game, even though, I mean, another one of those freaky little things, such as, you know, the, uh, I guess while they're on bye, and we might as well mention the bye teams this oh, week. Yeah, let's do that Atlanta, earlier this time. Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, San Diego Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, San Diego Chargers and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so I guess in mentioning that, I was going to mention T.Y. Hilton, how basically everybody said, including the coaches, saying he's not playing, and himself saying, I'm not playing, and then coming out and playing, which screws a lot of owners. I mean, that's basically the same thing that kind of happened with the Watkins this week. They said, the coaches and everybody said, he's going to be on a snap count, you know, which of course makes people think, okay, you know, half the snaps against uh, – uh, Miami team that held him pretty well in the first game. All right, maybe he won't have that great of a game. Uh, maybe I won't start him if I have a better option. But sure enough, he just goes the frick off. Um, so anyway, but he got a, a little bit re-injured. 
and it turns out he had to, it was just a minor walkthrough today and they listed him as questionable for it and he, I mean, he did it and it's only really, a, you know, whatever. So, I mean, he's, he's fine, but he may be, again, they may say he's going to be on a bit of a snap count. Either way, I think it's uh, Revis Island on him, you know, and that's It's a tough city. defense they're facing in New York. So, and let's be honest, the, the Jets' defense against Jacksonville did not look very good. The Jets' defense has, have given up three straight 300-yard passers. And that's just a not a not a normal thing. I mean, I don't know if it's because I mean, obviously, Rivas has to get beaten a little bit, and which he did. Uh, both Robinson and Hearns had theirs, so I mean, Rivas yeah. had to get beat some. But Cromartie has just not been Cromartie this year, and uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about you know, are, are you done? Are you are, are you retiring? Do you have anything left in the tank? And he keeps saying, No, I, I'm fine. I'm I'm good. I just need to play up to standards and play up to my standards, and I'm not doing that right now. Last week, I, I really thought that the Jets were going to turn it on and, and that they were going to take it, really take it to the Jags, and that just did not happen. I think this is a week that they do. They'll turn it up on the short week here, facing their former uh, coach and Rex Ryan. There's going to be a lot of a, a lot of energy in the building uh, on Thursday night. So it's going to be. I, I think that the the Bills are going to have a real hard time establishing any type of a run in this game. Um, I think that. They sure they're going to be able to get some passing going on, but again, if Sammy Watkins is kind of limited, it's one of those ones where I, I'm not a big fan of what the the players of the Bills players provide in fantasy this week. Is he is he really going to be? You think Watkins is limited, or does he? It's tough when you're coming off an injury and then you're playing again on Thursday night. Nah, that's that's the worst that's part point. about yeah. it. You don't get any time to recover. Yeah, that, and that, that is the worst part about it, especially for somebody like him, especially with who he's going up against. It's not going to be easy going up against Revis. But the thing is, you've actually, listen, a a guy like Yeldon wasn't going to be able to run on the Jets. And that was an easy call to make. And, uh, you know, that's fine. He didn't have that great of a game. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. uh, A lot of it was one run. Yeah. It was one big run. 45-yard run. Otherwise, he had 13 carries for 19 19 yards. yards. Exactly. (laughs) Which was completely predictable. But the fact of the matter is that you can, with a little bit of speed, get outside on these guys. And when you have, you know, receivers that can actually do something on the outside, which obviously Watkins can. And, you know, at times, I guess Woods has. At times, you know, obviously Charles Clay is a threat. they got to pay attention to the passing game a little bit, especially with Tyrod Taylor playing very well. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Do I think that McCoy will go off for the same he has been? No. Do I think that Carlos Williams will have that same type of game? No, but I do think that they'll be a little bit better than you think. Yeah, but the problem is, this is why I'm saying I don't want to start either of them in fantasy. I think that they're each going to eat into each other's carries. Agreed. And they're going up against tough defense on the road. So, you know, and, and kind of the way that I see this game going is, I look at the Jets offense, and you had Fitzpatrick comes back in, and lo and behold, he Steve DeBerg hit, and he looked fine. Yes. Uh, you know, through for 272 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. You have... Him spreading the ball around too, so no longer is it just let's solely lock in on Brandon Marshall. Um, and Marshall actually had one less target than Decker in, in this game. Only had 44 yards, but he had a touchdown. What does Decker do? Like he does every game, scores a touchdown. I start the guys on the jet side at, at the at the receiver, and I even say that uh, I would say Fitzpatrick's probably a sneaky start. I don't know what's going on with Chris Ivory right now because. 
you know, he's got to be hurt in some regard because there's no way that you rush that many times for that little yards when you're as aggressive and good as he is. The offensive line. That's the problem. The, the, the Jets' offensive line has been hit by injuries. Uh, but from what I hear, I guess Mangle will probably be back this week, uh, which is a, a big one, the center. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of their guards, one of their good guards was, was out as well. I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, he was out as well. And uh, he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. So, I mean, all the changes on, the, on that sort of end of things, it's underestimated. It goes under the radar. And people wonder, like, what's wrong with Ivory? It's maybe not so much Ivory as it is just a, you know a, a, make, a makeshift offensive line not being able to put it all together. Well, then if that's the case, and even if, if, if Mangold is coming back this week, again, being on the short week and everything else that goes along with it, I'm inclined, I have Ivory in, in a league where there's, you know, people may have the same type of options where it's like a Lamar Miller, a Garrett Blunt, Jeremy Hill. I got those four guys. So... You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the matchup too, going against the Buffalo defense that's been very good against running backs. I'm inclined to say I'm 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 jumping off Ivory for this week and and um, and I'll and I'll roll with, with one of my other matchups. And you know, and Garrett Blunt now especially might be the guy, especially now that Deion Lewis is gone. So, well, nice. it, it, we'll get yeah. to that game later. Yeah, though. We'll get to that. That's that, that's a good point. So, what do you guys think about? Is there anyone else that we need to talk about? Nah. Is Clay, um, Clay you know, in the rankings? Has he become pretty much? We were all kind of high on him in the in the preseason. Has he become just? You know what? Not mean? really a part of the the Tyrod Taylor attack. No. Here's what it is: there are certain tight ends that are going to get theirs no matter what, and then there are certain tight ends that are you you could try and mix and match, but you don't know. Uh, Charles Clay definitely has the talent to put up tight end one numbers any single week. But he also has that role in the offense where he could put up a dud anytime as well. Either as well, last week looked like a week that he was going to put up a lot, you know, especially with Watkins ailing. And sure enough, his the other side of him showed. That's not going to happen to somebody like a Gronk. That's rarely going to happen to somebody like an Olsen, you know, or Kelsey. You know, those guys get their targets and they're going to get their targets. Gates, they're going to get those targets every single week. Somebody like a Clay isn't necessarily going to get the targets every single week. Somebody like a you know a Jordan Reed or, or, or whatnot. You know those guys are always going to be you know back end you know uh, tight end ones you know up front in the tight end twos simply because they can have the breakout week or they can or they can have the stink it up week. Somebody like a Delaney Walker last week going up uh, against New Orleans uh, to me. That was a no-brainer. I knew that he was going to get those targets, especially with Mariota coming back. Um, it was just plain and simple. You know, you'd look at it and you're like, okay, th- this is what's going to happen. Sure enough, he went off. But somebody like a Clay, that's going to happen to him. No, I agree. But he's going to have a couple big weeks left in him. And I think that he gets sure. off the schneid a little bit this week. It's going to be a much more active week. Because, again, looking at what, what does Buffalo like to do if they can't. They want to establish run and then use play action when they have, you know, uh, with uh, with Sammy Watkins. Well, in this game, if they're not able to establish the run, then they're going to have to potentially, you know, dive into, and especially if Watkins is being guarded by Daryl Rivas, uh, that Clay could get more action. Is Clay going to go for 70 yards and a touchdown? I'm not saying that. Uh, but I'm saying he's not going to give you the one catch for five yard type game this week. Agreed. There's, and again, there's another difference here between guys like, uh, Gates or Kelsey or, or, or Gronk and somebody like a Clay or a Delaney Walker and, and that sort of type. A lot of it has to do with the pass rush of the opposing team. Somebody like last week, Miami, 
did not have a great pass rush. They weren't going to have a great pass rush. Cameron Wake went down. Their defensive line is kind of in shambles right now. They weren't going to get to Tyrod Taylor. The fact of the matter is, is that if you give a quarterback a lot of time, they're going to continue to look for that wide receiver to throw to. If they don't have a lot of time, if a, if a team is rushing him hard, he's got to go to his outlet real quick, and the tight end is usually a big part of that. So that's when a team, somebody like a Clay or somebody like a Walker can get, the, you know, get a lot of plays going to him. Or, or depending on you know, the wide receiving core, if the wide receiving core kind of sucks, which it kind of does in Tennessee, you knew Walker was going to get the play there. But this week, I don't know, man. The, the Jets could be coming after Taylor. That's a possibility, a distinct possibility, where they get to him quick, and it's possible that Clay, you're right, could get a bunch of targets in this one. Posted, um, Dogmatic, you updated the strength of schedule for the remainder of the season. That included, um, I was looking at your Pink Floyd shirt. I was oh, like, what yeah. is it? It looked like uh, like a, some sort of Megatron shirt or something at the top. I don't uh, know. It'd be almost uh, even better. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah this is cool. But as well on the strength of schedule, you did the playoff rankings, which is 14 through 16 SOS, and then you did 14 through 17. And I posted to Pyro Pro. Uh, this is Pyro Pro only content. Uh, it's in the draft kit that we come out with in the preseason, and but during in season, the strength of schedule stuff is Pyro Pro focused. And I posted it to people's dashboard timeline um, this morning. And it's a cool telling tale, something that really popped out at me because we had Clay and we were talking about him. And you know, we get a lot of questions here or there, and second opinions, and over social media about him. Like, look, he's so hit or miss, and he really is just that. But Clay, SOS, tight end, four weeks, fourteen through sixteen, toughest schedule. Yeah, thirty-two. So Clay is a guy that if he's your man at tight end and you're a little worried and he's the only guy you got, diversify your tight end portfolio because if you're getting into the playoffs, um, it could be a rough run for him. Doesn't mean that de facto he's not going to score fantasy points, but it's a telling tale. Dogmatica does a great job with the uh, SOS and his player rankings, and a lot of it's constructed by this. So uh, check that out, and if you do want to look at charts like that and have access to the resource toolbox, sign up for Pyro Pro. I'm going to just kind of give little vignettes and morsels of it, not give a big, long Pyro promo about it. But Pyro Pro, where it's at uh, if you want to win your league. Um, let's move on to the next game. Lopez, you see what I'm talking about? In the basketball game of life, turn to Old Spice, the official antiperspirant of the Flint, Michigan tropics. Buy a stick now and I'll throw in a medium soda, free t-shirt, rack of lamb, small realistic looking baby. Uh, what else? 12 wallet size photos of me. Offer valid through November 1977. Old Spice, put it in your armpits. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, uh, let's, let's, Detroit fans loving that one, huh? Good times. Well, I don't know if Flint is Detroit, but just outside, it. Flint's just outside Detroit. Yeah. How far away is it? Well, that's where all the that's where all the auto workers lived that yeah, uh, became the. Yeah, it's not that far at all. That's where Michael Moore is. That's, moved. Where, he, that's, that's where, where yeah, that's yeah. Where Roger and me. Roger and me. That's a crazy movie. Uh, great documentary. Well, a lot of great uh, basketball players come out of Flint as well. They end up at Michigan State and go. Did you the, mean Did you mean to do that? Because the next game is the Lions and yeah. the Packers. Well, He's we like, are. Yeah, of course. It's semi pro. They're the Flint Tropics. So, you know, yeah, because but... Flint is so tropical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never even thought about that. That's hilarious. All right, we've got the Lions. Let's get tropical! Yes! <laughs> what do we think about the Lions? Um, you know, that's an up and down situation. I love the memes. 
uh, with the coach there. Why am I spacing his name right now? Uh, for the Lions. Uh, Came from Indy. Caldwell. Caldwell, yeah. Caldwell. Geez, yeah. Like, so when I'm they got the memes of the picture of him just like spaced out, like, you seen any of those? Like, he's just out. Yeah, he's no, got he's, this one, these pictures of just this dumb look on his face. It's so funny. He kind you of throw it on to be honest. He's, he's just a very, a very relaxed fella. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not it it just always looks like he's kind of like in space. I agree. Um, My Stafford, Stafford, what's going on with this guy? Well, Lions are coming off of a, a bye, and you know normally when a team comes off of a bye, you know that uh, they're working on what's been ailing them. Um, I don't know if a, a one bye is enough time for the Lions to get everything straight. Maybe they got two things of the thirty that they have wrong with them, but this—I mean—they literally they, they might be the worst team in the league right now, and I don't know if there's anything correcting it. The Packers are going to be super pissed off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought that they were going to be pissed off last week, but now they're really going to be pissed off. They're going to be back at home. It's an interdivision game, and uh, they're just going to take it to them. I just don't see the Lions doing a whole hell of a lot at all. No, this is one of those ones where, you know, Calvin Johnson, I think, is going to be giving you... He'll end up with good numbers by the, by the time the game's done, and he might get himself a touchdown on this one. But it's going to be through a lot of targets, but it's also going to be through, I think, a lot of garbage time. It's going to be... He might be having like 40 yards on like four catches going into the beginning of the fourth quarter, but the Lions are trailing by 28 or some odd points, and then all of a sudden he's going to finish out the game with like eight catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> it's 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 very possible. Uh, he doesn't. He he's had an up and down career against Green Bay. Um, it's been decent. Uh, at various times earlier in his career. I don't think he's done all that great against them lately. I think he had one good game in the last couple of years uh, against them. But uh, I, I just don't – I mean, right now, even like, like like their backfield. I mean, Abdul is obviously the most talented of them all, but he's playing the worst. Joy Bell is the most disregardable running back on that team, yet he's playing the best. My guess is they actually started giving it back to Bell. I mean, he was the one who was carrying against them last year. He's the one who knows this team the best. I, I, I think that they start trying to hammer it with him a little bit. He, well, of all the guys that have been of late, he's been the better running back. I think uh, yeah. the last game that they played, I think he only had seven carries, but I think he had like, was it like 56 yards yeah, or something like that? 56 so, yards. Right. Most of it on one carry, but still. But still, you, you know, he's also more of a guy that you can trust to hand the ball off inside the tackles. But... Let's be honest. The Lions are in complete disarray, like you said, and and this is going to be a trouncing. So where you're hoping for anything in this game is you're going to get it in garbage time. Yeah. All all those yards and everything are going to come late. The old second half staff. Yeah. You might get you might get some glory points before before it's all said and done, but it's going to be after he throws two interceptions and after they're already completely out of the game. Possibly three interceptions. Isn't and a fumble. Well, no, no. He'll start putting up the points after he's thrown at least two interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> isn't uh, Jim Bob Pussy, which isn't Cooter another name for Pussy? It is. So Jim Bob Pussy, didn't he go, him going to Joyke Bell? Isn't that maybe a telling tale with the new with him coming in and replacing Lombardi? Isn't that maybe worrisome for uh, Abdullah owners? And maybe he likes Bell. Maybe he's he's a fan of that more hard nosed, uh, tried and true kind of running attack for moving forward. Well, I, the fact of the matter is that Abdul just makes too many mistakes. Plain and simple. And if you're a new coordinator coming in or a new coach or whatever, that's the last thing you can afford is be putting in guys out there who make mistakes. Huh. So that's Especially I, fumbles. Especially fumbles. It's just not going to help your cause. With a plain and simple fact, 
their offensive line is sucking bad. I mean, uh, uh, Stafford just has no time to throw. And even when he does have time to throw, it's literally it, he they're on him and tackling him either way. You know, he's he's looking he's looking over Giants and he can't seem to get it past him. So there's just no uh, there's no winning for, for this team at this point, I, and there's no winning for your I hate to say it, your fantasy squad. Moving over to the Packers side though, uh, I guess maybe one last thing is Ebron could have a decent game. Uh, maybe Packers aren't that great against tight ends. He may be a quick outlet in this one for Stafford because you know they're going to come after him. Uh, moving over to the Packers, Desiree again in that backfield too. Sure. You know, I, I I really wish I could tell you exactly what the hell is wrong with Eddie Lacy, but um, in in lieu of the fact that I just don't know, I'm going to say he sucks. You know, he's fat and he's just he's got no moves and he's being tackled a lot easier than he used to be. And can I I got to throw in here because the bitch slap article will be out. Uh, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, you'll hopefully be able to, to go on. And Except it's, for it's, you freaks that stay up all night waiting for this to hit the waves. Exactly. So uh, and obviously it's coming up a couple days late. We wanted it to come out this weekend, but I, I Houdini here, had some computer issues this week and I got sidetracked. So it's done though. But to your Eddie Lacy thing, the end of my bitch slap was uh, stay away from the cust- from the frozen custard, you fat bastard bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the one thing I gotta say, and this is, I, I, I literally got mad at um, at uh, Ratty today on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Check us out there. Have a have a good little community, and we're always having fun posting interesting stuff, whether it's fantasy football, whether it's just funny. But people ask us questions, and we answer them there. And Ratty did a, actually a this is a direct message. A lot of people send direct messages. Post them so everyone can see it. Come on. Uh, but Ratty's a good guy, and he's like. He literally asked me this question. He's like, what do you think about this? Okay, I'm, I'm going to repeat it. And we're not ripping on you. I'm just trying to give it. We get a lot of these questions about, um, about Lacey. But the, he's like, basically, I'm going to trade John Brown. I'm going to trade uh, Andrew. Uh, uh, what's the guy on t- Titans his last name? Antonio Andrews. Antonio Andrews and Jeremy Macklin for Eddie Lacey. What do you think about that trade? I'm like, ready. I, mean, I was really mad. I was like, I like this guy. Like, ready. Dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Macklin's got more points than Lacey on the season. Uh, Antonio's only got one point less than him. That's He's got insane. like 52 points, I think, Lacey on the season. And uh, Andrews has got 51. And then you're talking about John Brown, a guy that can explode, who's got like 28 more points. And he's going to want to straight all three of them for Lacey. I'm like, why do you want this guy? And it, it happened, remember on our, uh, people were asking us all these questions about Lacey on our, on our uh, fantasy pros, yeah. ask us anything or uh, quite. Uh, I wanna bring, it's like, dude, why is everyone trying to get this guy yeah. and play multiple people, pay pay up multiple people, the scoring fantasy points to get him who's doing nothing? Well, let me let me let me put this into a, no sec- a second no, a second it. a second opinion about Lacey that I answered this morning, where someone's asking why am I even keeping him? Why shouldn't I drop him? And that's why. Because there's a moron out there who's willing to pay you exorbitant prices for what he is. When you have a guy who is a number one or number two draft pick with all the preseason expectation and they suck. Yes, I have one in C.J. Anderson. I can't drop him because i hopeful maybe somebody wants to take a shot or maybe something comes back. But it's worth the spot on my bench because... What invariably happens, and it, has, it happens to everyone that ever does it in fantasy, you drop that guy, and then someone else picks him up, and then all of a sudden, four good weeks in a row. 
And imagine this. And basically, Lacey was either the first pick overall by a lot of experts. Yeah. We were joking about that. We're like, why do people have yeah, so high? We didn't have him there. But he was number two in our oldest league by tension, Tenny Stegman. Yeah, he took him bus. a second pick. The minute he picked him, we, me and Dawg looked at each other like, oh my God. Oh my God. God. He was the number one overall yeah. in my league, too. As a result, I, got, I, got, I was able to get Le'Veon Bell, rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, this if Rodgers goes down, you know, it... It, it doesn't help him, uh, but there's a lot more opportunities for him. You can't drop the guy. I agree I agree with you. But overall, let's not talk about Lacey anymore because he's not worth talking about. But don't start trading multiple. If you could have out of that pick, and I, this is what I told Reddy, Macklin for Lacey straight up, okay. All right. Why not? If you got some tight wide receiver play, do Macklin for him straight up. And so you go ahead and look at that rest of the season strength of <laughs> schedule. I think Macklin has the easiest, and John Brown may have the hardest. I, that, I honestly, I think I'd still maybe take John Brown yeah. <laughs> over Macklin, but it's uh, it's real close. Good guy. Uh, you do, what, so wide receivers SLS on there. Oh, is that uh, Arizona's twenty two? So oh, is that just fourteen through sixteen? This is just yeah. This is the rest okay. of the season. So this is just the playoffs. Um, I could open the other one later, but let, let, let's look in the playoffs and see how uh, Green Bay's schedule is. It's uh, middle of the road. Tied for so here, here's, uh, the, here's the other thing that you want to... Macklin, we were talking Macklin, about. Macklin, yeah. Macklin is um, Kansas City, 11th. No, this is just playoffs. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, I think the other thing that is, uh, we saw the resurgence. We see, finally, Devontae Parker... Uh, I'm Devontae Parker. Devontae Adams, Adams is, yeah. is back and, and healthy and got a... Uh, second t- uh, in the team in targets with 11. Caught seven of them for 93 yards. Randall Cobb finally emerged last Jeez. week with his 12 targets. Only four catches, though. 12 targets, four catches. I think I played him in two leagues. 99 yards and a touchdown, though. Yeah, but I mean, he got the targets, though. You know, yeah. they're trying to get him back up to where he should be. Um, I-, I am looking at the uh, rest of the season schedule. Arizona is absolutely last weeks nine through or games nine through sixteen for everybody. KC's isn't all that much better. I was wrong on the KC. KC's first in running backs for the rest of the season. Charkhandic West. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to shed that guy too, which I can understand. He's not a proven commodity, but people are like, should I trade West? I'm kind of like, no, this guy's no. good. You're on a high volume. No, and the good news for him too is we'll get to him. He they're coming off of a buy also, so yeah, yeah. here's a young guy that gets to get some more air in his lungs and and the and the rest and get yourself ready to go. And some knowledge. Quick, <laughs> quick thing, go. and this is dropping knowledge. An important thing. Make sure. Note this is the old know your rules adage. Know when your draft uh, trade deadline ends. A lot of leagues, you know, you can't trade in the A League anymore. You can't trade in another league that I'm in. And I was trying to make a bunch of trades last. Tried to get Sammy Watkins last last week off a guy um, that had him, and uh, then he had the big week. So I was like, screw it. He he didn't allow me to make the trade. But two leagues, I can't trade anymore. So make sure you look at your rules and know if you're thinking about trying to make some moves and change your team to bring yourself during the home stretch. Know your rules. Don't lose out and be like, okay, and go try and go make trade. Like, oh, hey, I can't trade anymore. That deadline's passed. Well, I, I, you know, I would love to trade. Um, Val Verde from Peoria, Illinois. This guy, what can I say about him? He's got the hottest girl in the world. I'm not kidding. Cannons, people. Big old boobies. The luckiest man in Flint, BB it's true about what they say about BB's wife. She has got a tremendous set of boobs. To me, they're too large. Oh, they're perfect. 
I don't know. They, to me, she looks structurally unsound. <laughs> I like the way you're trying to trade one of his, uh, one of his big eyes. What are they, what's that? What are you drinking? Uh, Ballast Point uh, Big Eye India Pale Ale. There you go. For uh, Silver Bullet. Yeah. No trade. Denied. Trade rejected. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, that's like that Lacey trade uh, for uh, for Macklin. Macklin, and, uh, yeah. John Brown, and... Uh, and well, I don't know how the league would let that one go through. Good. Are we still talking about the Jets? What, are we, who, what game we have? No, we're Packers. Packers right, so let's move on. <laughs> you're, you're starting your Packers, yeah. and you're going to be happy against the Lions. Yeah, and... Uh, d- I'll be honest. You're sitting all most of the Lions. May, like I said, maybe an Ebron eke something out for you. And I, I don't think I honestly don't think that Calvin Johnson is going to do as much for you as you, you're hoping for. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa. Good. Nice work. Yeah. The king over there. Well, we're going to move on to the next game. So um, this next one is. We. We got. Uh, I thought you were doing a, an old spice sound bit between every game, but no, no, I don't have. I don't uh, have, you don't have one for, Okay, okay, fair enough. I thought we were. I was setting you up there. All right, the Cowboys <laughs> are at the Buccaneers. <laughs> I just gave them the PB. I can't. I can't. Okay, I don't want right. to. I don't want to overkill them. Fair enough. You got to let me know when you're when you're going in then. Fair enough. So, uh, Dez is back. Uh, they are pretty much. That was a rough close of the game. Pretty much out of the contention. For a playoff spot, who knows? Anything can happen. But save me a fantasy week, though. Thank you, Fet- Sam Bradford needed that late touchdown. Oh my yeah. god, that, that whole that whole team needed a lot of stuff. But let's talk about the Cowboys. Des, good times. If you held on to him, if you didn't hold on to him, you're an idiot. But he held on to him. Finally came back. Looks like he's going to be just fine, even with the uh, a Cassell in there. And Romo, they say, even if they are out of the hunt, Jones and Romo both said. When I'm healthy, I'm coming back to play. That is supposed to be next week, Week right? 11, Week yes. 11, that's Which correct. sucks. I picked up Romo off the waiver wire in the league that I have luck, and we'll talk about that later, and I actually dropped him, Romo, for Ahmad Bradshaw about three weeks ago. So, really, actually, really painful move for me, yeah, in all painful. honesty. I got Bortles, uh, so it's not terrible. Um, but, yeah, I wish I had Romo coming back. Well, here's the good news, though. I mean, you, you said it. Castle has looked... Very good, not very good, serviceable, and doing what needs to be done. Putting the ball down the field and not dinking and dunking everything or danking and dunking it as it goes along. He's actually standing in the pocket or moving around and, and actually looks like he has some decent awareness back there, and he's trying to run the offense. So that's only going to benefit. And, and uh, having Des there, Castle also, it was a good game last week. Terrence Williams, what a couple horrible drops on perfectly throwing balls that are going to be 30, 40-yard gains. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, what, a a larger version of Ted Ginn? I I, I don't know. He's not even that fast, to be honest. He he was never all that impressive to me, to be honest, so I'm I'm not worried about that. Do we need to talk about Greg Hardy? No? Um, I I don't know. I I think that uh, Matt Cass will be fine for the next game. Des Bryant should be great for the next game. Joseph Randall, by the way, got suspended for four games. Um, for conduct uh, detrimental to league, the league policy. I don't know, whatever that one is. Uh, he, he was an asshole. Either way, um, he's gone. So it, it is McFadden. He was dropped anyway. Yeah, but it is you, McFadden. How can you be suspended from uh, the league when you're not even on a team? That's Actually, a lot of guys get suspended when they're already I think, I think what it means is if you do come back when you're eligible, you still have that suspension hanging over your head. Do you guys yeah. think he's ever being brought back? I don't. I, I, I do. I, I, there was, supposedly there were still teams interested, and there still are teams interested, even though he was suspended for, okay. for those four right. games. Um, I mean, he's still a, he's a decent talent, 
But McFadden is what I want to talk about here. He's going to get volume, plain and simple. Jesus is going to get a lot of volume. If he can withstand the punishment, um, I think he's a, a great guy to have on your team for the rest of the year. This is going to be a nice one for him against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers aren't the strongest defense. They're actually easier to pass against than run. But uh, with Dez out there, uh, you know, and, and Cassell throwing the ball pretty decent this last game, you know, I think McFadden, you know, 20-plus touches will be just fine for you. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I if, love the way he looks. Yeah, and he does. He looks great. Christine Michael was non-existent. And from what I could tell, he's going to be non-existent the entire year. I don't see him doing much of anything. I mean, he wasn't used at all last game. They had, uh, I don't know, there was some weird uh, backup who ended up getting a carry that I, I didn't even know who the hell he was. But, uh, <laughs> if you don't know, I don't know. Yeah, Lucky, so, Lucky Whitehead? Yeah, uh, Lucky Whitehead, yeah. No, no, no. no. Lucky, it was just a... McFadden had every single carry. Yes, so every single carry. Lucky Whitehead was had uh, two targets and a catch for eight yards. Yeah, so I will say this, and this is just another. We'll do a quick pyro promo. We do another podcast that uh, I hope if you're not listening to, check it out. It's the Pyro Podcast Light. Um, usually Mo is spearheading it, Pyromaniac Mo. I was a guest with him the last uh, on Friday, and we each, we there's a segment in that called "What You Talk What You Talking About Willis." And that's kind of the the sneaky play that you think will pop in and uh, score some points that you can pick up off the waiver wire or just if you're really in a bind. Um, he called Walters. Is that Walters? Brian, Brian Walters. Yeah. yeah. He called Walters, who got a touchdown. My call, Cole Beasley. What up? Nine catches, 112 yards, and two <laughs> touchdowns. So if you were listening to that show and you were in a bind and you listened to D-Rex and you played Cole Beasley, you're really liking me. Um, but check out that show this Friday, actually. Um, Moe's out, and Stag Party's going to be helming the show with Dogmatica here. So it'll be our stat gurus um, and the brain power uh, of, of Pyro manning the light. That'll be good. So Bring that's, your calculators. That's, yeah, that's a, great, that's a great show for you guys that uh, like the hardcore. So you made the call last week. Does Cole Beasley do it for you again this week against Tampa Bay? I, I think as long as Cassell's in there, and I, even Romo comes back, Romo liked to throw it to him a bunch too. But I think Cassell has realized, all right, um, I, I got Dez going deep. He's going to make plays for me no matter where I put the ball. Terrence Williams, not so much, and he's easily covered uh, compared to a Dez Bryant anyway. Maybe I should be throwing to Beasley. You know, Beasley didn't have a great week a couple weeks ago, or, or you know, hasn't had a great week in a few weeks yeah. until this last week. But... He's a great outlet. He makes the catches normally, and uh, he could do a little something with them afterwards. You know, he's uh, along the likes of uh, Julian Edelman or, or whatnot. He's not there. He's not an Anadolu. He's not uh, a Wes Welker who just signed with the Rams. But he's, he desperately needed Des Bryant back. He's not going to be the guy when the defenses were shrinking up on all the Dallas receivers and not respecting them. You know, because Terrence Williams doesn't scare anybody when he's the only one. Plain so simple. you get Des Bryant all of a sudden comes in there. Okay, now we got to put two guys to his side. Then you can use Terrence Williams' speed to spread the defense on the other side, and then you're opening up all these different big holes for and Wiggs. And Wiggs already grabbing a double coverage in a lot of situations as well. So it was it was a no it's a no brainer. And and let's be honest, the new guard of the game, the wide receiver, is that Edelman. It is that uh, it is that style out of your breaks the, that that honestly Welker kind of invented. Uh, welcome back. I it's love a combination that, of that and the uh, and the uh, the uh, hybrid running back receiver, the Danny Woodhead, that uh, yep. type player as well. But it's the same. Those, those it's the same, same role. It's same the same role. thing. You're either you're either going out and you're doing an out pattern and then cutting it back across the middle, or you're going up and you're 
doing a cross the middle, stopping and going on the out pattern, or you're just doing a nice little fade, a uh, little cross. The, it's all the same stuff. It's literally four routes that these guys do, and the defense guy doesn't know which way he's going to go at the stop, and by the time he does, the the little whitey uh, is is four yards past him, and the ball's in his hand. You're like, okay, screw it, I need help. Do you guys remember last year with all the hours? Not just us. I mean, we spent some time talking about, but all the TV hours, the radio hours, all the articles written about how Welker went to the Colt, or, or uh, you know, Broncos. or the uh, Broncos, where Manny was, and Ammon, and you know, of course, New England just goes and picks up the other white guy. Go, go grab Ammon Dole, and just the the switching of the spots, the small white receiver to take over the the spot and doing all that sort of stuff, and all the back and forth about that, and Welker going to the Broncos, and. Uh, you know, gonna. That was a couple years ago, but, no, a, but yeah, it was yeah a couple of years ago. But now he goes to the Rams, which is where Amendola made his name and everything. Crickets. Nobody gives a shit <laughs> whatsoever. That was probably one of the most useless things I've ever said. <laughs> but but I, but I, I just love how the white guys are just running around the wheel of the hamster. Can I be honest with you though? I actually think he's gonna be pretty sweet because of the way they play. They've got Gurley. What the only thing they're doing is a gadget plays to Tavon Austin, and the only stuff he's getting is in the short game, anyways. And now you've got a Welker who's kind of got some not who's got some fresh legs to do some of these low routes that I think is what Foles is going to excel. And then every once in a while he can chuck it deep to either a quick or a, a, right. a Brit. I kind of like Welker and what he's going to be able to bring to the table for the Rams just because. Foles' skill set is 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 a low dunk kind of situation. I just worry about Welker and his health, and I worry that he's never going to remember that he even played for St. Louis with, with ten years from now. I'm pretty I, sure everyone, he's not going to want to remember that he played for St. Louis <laughs> that, that, that ten too. years from now. Everyone says that, but I read an article about him, and he's saying basically like, I guess he's like, I'm surprised I'm not back in the league yet, but I guess he just said twins. But the fact is, he said it's been over a year since I've had a concussion. You got you got to take maternity leave when you have twins. So I mean, I understand you got to get time to get your your your, your shape back. Yeah, <laughs> his his girl his girl used to be hot, but I have a feeling after after popping out a couple little lulls, he's like, I want to go back to work. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> somebody say, Lord's sake, man, I don't get the worst pass game in the league. This slop tart is not looking like she was when I married her three three years ago. Get me on the field. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back, back to uh, the game at hand. Which uh, are we still talking about the Jets? What, who are we talking about here? The Cowboys? Oh, okay, all right. Cow- Cowboys. Back to the Cowboys. Uh, Witten should be able to get his uh, Buccaneers or so. So they actually they've actually been a pretty decent against uh, tight ends this year, but they're normally not very good against tight ends. I think the Cowboys kind of have their way in this one, and I think they kind of have their way with Winston as well. I don't think Jameis Winston. Um, Surprises in this one. I know that he's had some surprises in the you know last you know month or whatever. Yeah, let's say he has not thrown an interception in his last four games. Yeah, he's only thrown four touchdowns, but he has not thrown an interception. And I, just, I saw about three defenders drop about three touchdowns over the last two games. He should have. I mean, not uh, some interceptions. He should have had some interceptions. He in also has had a lot of drops by Mike Evans. Oh my that god! That would have oh resulted god. in a ton of yards. Oh my god! So, I don't know if I've ever seen six drops. Oh my god! Six god. recorded drops in a game. But let me. He could have had an, an Antonio Bryant Brown game. Oh yeah! Uh, this 19, was, 19 targets and eight, eight catches. I there were at least. I know it was raining, but there was the one that was falling between his knees. There was the other one that was jumping on the sideline. It goes right through his hands. I mean, it's all like, of them. Those were over. It was. I saw a hundred yards easily. And on catch. Oh yeah, without without, without any yards after. Oh, you're right. Jesus, unbelievable. It's one, of those weird, it's one of those weird lines you look at in the paper. You're like, 
oh, well, he earned the millions that he makes. And then you look behind the scenes, you're like, oh, wow, why is that guy getting paid millions? I could have made, you know, 19 targets, I could have had 100 yards. Uh, I, I wouldn't have dropped six balls either. My sidebar I want to do is, is about uh, Jameis Winston, though. And I'm telling you that I really like all the leadership things that I'm seeing from this guy. There was a situation, I don't know what it was, was there a... Uh, uh, was it the penalty at the end of the game? I think that it pretty much cost him the game. It was yeah. the, uh, the the late hit at the, uh, on the on the quarterback, yeah, yeah. and he goes up to the defensive guy, and you see him on the sideline. He's got his hand in the guy's jersey, and he's talking to him, and he's and and the, the comment that one of the commentators made is that this is a guy that teammates yeah, want to follow, and yeah. I like the fact that you know when I'm backing him when I was in that dynasty type league, and I said. This is the guy I chose, and I know Mariota's putting up the better stats and everything right now, but I like the maturity growth that I'm seeing from this guy and the fact that now he's, he's you know, granted the numbers aren't going to look great, but the no interceptions in four games, that's really big for a rookie. He's starting to make better decisions. He's not, yes, he is forcing the ball to Mike Evans every chance he gets, but there's no one else really to throw the ball to right now. That's no. true. Well, I, I, I'll tell you who he is going to throw it to a bunch. The white guy, Andrews? Uh, uh, Hampton or whatever his name is, uh, Mike. Uh, it's Williams actually, or something like that. A- you know, Adam Humphreys. Humphrey. Oh yeah, whatever. That's one of comments. Either way, no, it's, that's not where it's going to go. It's going to go to Sims and it's going to go to Martin. Uh, those guys have been doing well. You know, those guys have been a great one-two punch in the backfield for those two. Uh, I, I think that if anybody's going to do something in that game, it's going to be those two. Dallas used to be really bad uh, against tight ends. They've actually been pretty decent this year, and this is. I believe finally the week where ASJ. I mean, he ASJ, needs him yeah, back. He back. needs He's, him back. He, they, they need him back. They need somebody else down the field because I mean you can't just throw it to Mike Evans 19 times. The the Cowboys have been really good against wide receivers this year. They're in the top five against uh, wide receivers this year. So I can't see Evans having that great of a game. I can't see Winston having that great of a game. Doug Martin should be able to run on Dallas. Dallas gives up the second most points to running backs, the fantasy points to running backs. Martin should be able to do something. Sims should be able to do something. But other than that, I just don't see a lot of the line. Nice. Well, I will say, before, we got about three games in a row that we're going to be able to kind of cruise through, which I like, because uh, we're going slow, as we tend to do. But one thing I'm going to mention, we won't talk about it really at all, but I'm going to say, I think that Sunday's games was the best. I thought that was the best early, late, and Sunday night game I think that's the most fun and the best slate of games that I can remember. Maybe my memory's short because I have too many Val Verdes. Um, don't you guys agree? I mean, those games were all yeah, I awesome. Wish, I wish I could say because I had, it was my dad's birthday and uh, we were out for brunch. So I didn't get home until like the last 10 minutes. of. But all the overtime games and everything, I, I, that all craziness was amazing. But I missed all most of the It was games. a beautiful, beautiful day of football. It, it was. I mean, there was, there was a ton of fantasy points scored. It was... There were huge weeks, but uh, like we like to say, we we don't want to talk about last week's games. We yeah, no, I agree. I was just saying it was a good slate of games. Now let's go past this game. There you Panthers go. are what? They're nine and zero. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and zero. They've got their schedule is easy enough that they could possibly, other than a couple matchups against uh, the Falcons, they could probably run. May, might be able to run the gamut. And 98, 99, 100. 100 combs every day. Each armpit, each strand of hair gets individual attention. You know why? Because I care. That's why I use this. Old Spice Pro Strength. 
the finest street legal antiperspirant you can get outside of Mexico that's not poisonous. All right, quickly, Houdini, let's let's talk about the uh, the Panthers. Uh, called it right. I didn't get to say it when the Packers were up. Me and you were together uh, on this. All Lost the way. Stag and, and, and Dog are both not in the room. No. Here's here's my impersonation of Stags, and you're like, me and Booger both are like, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that the Panthers can win this game. Would you guys think so? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the game, they should have kicked their ass. Oh my god. You know what the hell were they doing, not running the ball at the end of that game, and then throwing the interception to let the Packers back into it? But they came away with the win, felt good about it. Now they're going into Tennessee. They're on a roll right now. And the way that they're playing, and I know that Mariota had himself one hell of a game last week, but he's going to have a lot harder time against this defense. Yeah. Antonio Andrews, you're not running really far because Luke Keekley, you can't run away from anybody. He's going to meet you in the hole every single play. This is going to be one of those ones where Andrews is going to get you 16 carries for like 35, 40 yards is, is kind of what I'm, I'm seeing because there's just going to be fierceness as far as that pass rush coming from Carolina. And... You know, Cam Newton, I went up against him this week. Killed I, me. I played him in one league and sat him. He was on my bench in another. And, uh, you know, the Titans are a better defense. So, you know, they're they're not... They're one of those defenses that you look at and you go, Man, you should be able to put up points on this team. And they just, for whatever reason, they slog you down. They, they, they muck up the game. Things just don't go the way that they should. You're not getting the consistent flow. So... I'm not seeing the great game for Cam this week like he did last week either. Well, there's one thing that they do allow a little bit to. Rushing that, quarterbacks? Rushing quarterbacks, yeah. Uh, so I, I do see Cam being just fine. Do I think he's going to have one of those outstanding breakouts? No. But uh, you're right. The, the Titans have a very underrated defense at this point, especially with as badly as they've been beaten up the last couple of years, especially in the run game. But uh, you can run on them a little bit. That's fine. But Jason McCourty, uh, they're the brother, I think it is, yeah. or of uh, Devin, Devin McCourty. McCourty, I think he's still going to be out from what I hear. He's iffy. It's questionable. Even if he does play, it'll be you know, not at 100%. Not like there's anybody in particular that he would guard. You know, maybe a Ted Ginn. But, I mean, Ginn is just a speedster that just gets behind people every once in a while. Or... or you know, crossing patterns where he gets just through the middle, and it's, there's nothing you could do about it. But, yeah, you're right. I agree that Newton will probably not have an outstanding game, but I still think he puts up you know, back end. Or, you well, know, if he can get you a rushing numbers. touchdown and give you 50 to 60 yards rushing, you're going to get a good game out of game. Well, he's on pace for the most, did you, did you hear this? The most rushing attempts of any quarterback ever, including himself, since 1950. So, I, I mean, he's on pace to do it, and I believe he's going to keep doing it. Is that some crazy Hirsch or something? Or? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who it was back That's then. That's crazy. I didn't realize that at all. Well, let's talk about some of the other guys. Um, Stuart, let's just quickly spitfire so we can burn through these games. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, what are your If you can do something against the Titans, it is run the ball a little bit. Uh, Stewart should be okay, but he's, uh, you know, as usual, it's going to be unpredictable because Cam likes to take those touchdowns in the red zone by himself. And they bring in Tolbert when they get it by the two-yard line. So Stewart's yeah. not really even getting those chances unless they're at the five-yard Olson. line. Olsen. Uh, Olsen should be okay. He's uh, matchup-proof at this point in time. That's the only place he can yeah, go. He just, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Strength and schedule, uh, fantasy playoffs. I'm going to just do a couple mentions here to get you guys fired up. Olsen, 
number one schedule for tight ends. Yes, week sir. 14, 15, 16. So if you got him you're, and you get to the, the playoffs, you're psyched because his cakewalk is happening during that moment. All right, let's move on over to the uh, Titans quickly. Mariota, awesome. Picked up by a lot of uh, teams last year. Had it obviously paid off uh, big time. Big time, big time. I think he hit a record-breaking game in many ways. What else uh, happens there? You don't think uh, Antonio is going to be able to do much? Uh, I mean, Wright still banged up. Justin Hunter had his nicest play of his career on that one touchdown. Actually looks like a professional wide receiver. And let's talk about your boy Delaney Walker and a couple of fluke uh, bounce-off helmets. And he wasn't even looking in some of these situations. Uh, I got to be honest. I sat. I, we picked up Heath Miller and sat him last second. You're right, I do talk about my leaks a lot. Um, <laughs> move on. Dog had, had him at number four last week. Delaney Walker, that'll pay off in the fantasy pros. Yeah, uh, you know what? He's, again, like I said, he's one of those guys who, who can break out for you or he can put up the dud. Uh, I, I see them probably trying to use him a little bit in this one. Carolina's going to come after uh, Mariota. And I think that they have the offense that they want to be running now. You know, I mean, it's a new offensive coordinator, but he's simpled it. He simplified it a little bit. He simpletoned it. He simpled it uh, for whatever idiot out there is listening to these words. You know, that's the word that you want. Simple. That's what they did for Mariota, and that's what he needed. Just make it simple. A Doriel Green Beckham finally had a decent game. You know, he, he listen. It's going to take him a little while. He was out of football last year, so it's taken him a little while to get used to what's going on here in the pros. But he's a talent and a half. Let me just say this because this is also the time. Be aware with these rookies that are on these teams. Devin Funch has had a touchdown on the other side yeah. last week. A lot of these guys, this is the time where now they finally have a, a better understanding of the playbook. You know, we don't know all of a sudden you know, how smart all these guys are or whatever. You know, they may have all the talent in the world, but can they digest the playbook? Can they understand and run good routes? Can they, can they understand that they have to do it on a play-by-play basis and, and keep competing? And I think this is now where... A lot of these guys, when they're, you know, Doral Green Beckham's a guy who has all the talent in the world. Now, once he starts putting all those things together, now you start to see some of the production on the field. Uh, I think <laughs> it was funny. I think what uh, Stag Party wrote about Funches last week, he's like, all right, I'm going to take a liberty here. The only reason why I'm actually writing something about this guy at this point is because Dogmatica keeps ranking him. <laughs> I don't want to write something, so there. And sure enough, he goes off as 80-something yards and a touchdown. Nice work, Stag Party, you fuck. Right up, right up your players, buddy. Uh, I will say this. If, if you're asking who's smarter between Funches and Green Beckham, uh, Funches, what, Funches among us went to Michigan. Beckham, uh, he went to Missouri. Uh, and got kicked out of Missouri and then went to Oklahoma. And I think even before he went to Missouri, he went to community college. So if you're asking so who's it's, smarter it's between those two. Easily. <laughs> it's not even close in my you mind. You can't go to you, Missouri. You choose to go to Michigan, you're the biggest moron I know. All right. Uh, we're going to go on to the next game, and that's going to be the Bears who keep winning and making our draft slot go lower for worthless victories at the Rams. They're not let's, winning this one. <laughs> let's let's ho- cruise through this literally. Obviously, Jeremy Langford, uh, your boy, Michigan State. My right? boy. Uh, Smart one. I think it would say, uh, <laughs> it, would say it, would, it would be pretty, I mean, it's one game, but we already thought that Forte was on his way out. He played really good. Uh, he showed ball, you everything in this game. He showed you blitz pickup. 
He showed you ability to turn the corner. He showed you ability to make ridiculous catches. And he showed you the ability to run after contact. So pretty much every point that you wanted to, that you would want to see out of him to, to know if you're going to have a potential for the future, he gave it to you. So, you know, I, I like Langford. I, I think that he'll have another... This is, this is one where he might be able to do something if they in either the short screen game or in some of the draw game because St. Louis is such an attacking defense that you need to kind of get them over-pursuing. And then those draw plays and things like that, the delays could be a, could be a big plays for him. And so everyone knows, he is and was the fastest running back of all the running backs coming out in the draft this year. So th- this guy was basically, they had picked him to take over for Forte because he's basically... Except for he's not six two like Forte, but he, I mean he's still he's got size to him and he can break tackles. But he's got everything that Forte had, every single bit of it. He can pass protect. He's a patient runner. Uh, he could catch passes uh, whether it's downfield or on the screens. Uh, it's he's he just has everything Five that you want. Yeah, he's, he has everything you need and you want. If there's anybody who's going to do anything in this game for the Bears, I believe it is him because St. Louis is a formidable defense. They have given up five. Five passing touchdowns on the entire year. That's that's ridiculous. Le- I mean, that's a six a six tenths of a of one a game. You know, that's I do not see Cutler having a good game. Matter of fact, I have him second to last this week. Uh, I don't see uh, Jeffrey having all that great of a game. He'll get the targets, but they're going to cover the hell out of him. He may come up with some yardage for you, but I wouldn't expect a whole hell of a, a, a lot else. This is in St. Louis. This, this is not against a San Diego awful defense. And this is going to be a, not what, a good game for the Bears. Look at what the San Diego defense was able to do without Corey Legion. You know, they still got pressure on... on, on the, Charles Leno is going to have his hands full oh God. in this game. He got burned. Uh, they, they kept showing the one play. I can't remember who it was. It just made a, a great move around him on the outside when they had a great blitz that set up the one-on-one matchup. Oh, yeah. But, he is going to get toasted all game. Cutler's going to probably get sacked five or six times in this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a no-brainer. A no-brainer. Listen, he did a great job uh, yesterday. He was running out of the pocket. He was doing pretty well avoiding it. It's not going to happen in this one. Uh, that I just don't see it. If you uh, want to move to the other side of the yeah, ball, we're yeah. going to talk really quick. Okay, other side of the ball. Gurley comes back with a vengeance in this game. Yeah, with a vengeance in this game. I, I, listen, I, I have no problem doing this. I've been doing it. Throughout, you have to take your lumps. If you're going to take the praise, you got to take your lumps. I was wrong. Gurley's a fucking beast. That guy is awesome. Yeah. Okay, he is a really, really good running back. Um, I had him pegged wrong. Uh, maybe it was just I, I was watching the wrong couple of games in college. He just didn't look as beastly as you guys were saying. And then coming off the injury, I just didn't see it. They had a tough schedule ahead of them. But no, he's uh, pretty close to matchup proof. I was right that Peterson did have a, a slightly better game. Than Gurley last week, which yeah. I predicted, but they both had great games, and uh, this this is one where he's just going to take it to the Bears. This it's could be a two hundred yard game. This is be might be his first. Yeah, no, this is going to be like kind of be reminiscent because that's another thing. We're watching the game. Who was it that the Bears had number fifty eight? Is this uh, linebacker? Was it Johnson or whatever? Who was trying to guard Woodhead coming out of the backfield, turning around the corner? I'm sorry. It, Number one, he's going to get stiff-armed and thrown down by Gurley, and then Gurley's going to be running to town on him. This is going to be very eerily similar, you mentioned Adrian Peterson, to Adrian Peterson's rookie year game against the Bears, where I think he ran for 224 yards or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, on not all that many carries. No, it was, it was like, like big, big 65-yard run, 80-yard run, hello. 
They need to get. I mean, Gurley should be getting thirty carries a game. I mean, when he's not getting, when he's not getting, how many, how many carries does he get? Is he get? Is he averaging that much? But I felt like he could. Well, have, not thirty. He could have had a lot more carries 20. in this game. Uh, in, in the last game, how many? How many did he have in the last game? Because he only got eighty nine yards. 20, listen, so it was twenty four in the last game, twenty before that, nineteen, thirty, nineteen. But if they, they, gave, him 30, if they gave him thirty carries in every game. He would have had, definitely had 100 yards in the last game. But you, you, it's just you know insane. what they want? Well, he does the this is Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher, when he had Eddie George, he was giving him 27 to 33 carries a game. So that's what he envisions Gurley to be. And Gurley is the type of guy who can handle the workload. So in this day and age, I don't think you're going to get the 30. But I think that he's going to be one of the, the rare guys that's going to be a... Probably, you know, by the time, maybe not by this year, but for sure by next year, he'll be like at least a minimum of 20, probably closer to 22 to 27 carries or touches every single game, but always north of 20 carries. All right, last few things here, a couple things on Gurley, and then we'll move past Gurley. Not much else to talk about on the Rams. Yeah, but, let's just move um, on. All right, so listen, I, I will take my lump on it. The guy's amazing, and he is a stud. However, as it happens with most, if not all, rookie running backs that will eventually hit a wall. I know he was eased into things, but he was also off for a long time, and it was a little bit fresh for him. But he's coming off a big injury, and if they keep running him as much as they are, and he keeps you know, using his, you know, his body to take punishment and work off yards and that, he may eventually wear down right towards the end of the season. I don't know if it's going to affect your fantasy playoffs, but... Just watch out for that. But I'm not so, as worried about because he really didn't play hardly at all through the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, but uh, he was also not totally healthy yet either. True. But, I mean, yes. So, I mean, maybe he doesn't. And that's why I said maybe it doesn't affect your fantasy players. Maybe it happens in week 16, 17. I don't know. Uh, who knows? But I'm just warning. It's at the last thing I want to say on him. Um, last week, Minnesota's defense is formidable. That's a good-ass defense. They are really good, and I didn't expect 100 yards out of him. I expected a touchdown. I expected a big workload, which is you know what, what he got, so he did fine with that. But that's a formidable defense. This Bears defense is better than people think. It, it's done better than what people thought it would do. People were, you know, after last year's debacle with a couple 50-point games in a row against them, they've been doing a lot better than people would think. And also, Adam Gase on the offensive side of the ball. Way better of a coordinator than people well, thought too. He is too. This is one of the least talented teams, if not the least talented team in the entire league. What this, what the coordinators are doing with, with no, this they're team coaching is them amazing. They're coaching them up, but, mm-hmm. but the reason is is what's why the defense is playing better. You know, if you're a, a big, uh, you know, price free agent or whatever, like Jared Allen was gone. Um, you know, if you're not producing, you're you're sitting on the bench. They they have a couple guys that they signed that were making more money that, that they're not playing didn't play a snap I can't remember Allen is that one of the guys on the defense uh, they paid him like th- three million bucks for the year didn't play a snap and they played this guy who's this guy Gaston that yeah. we saw that was out there for like twenty five percent of their snaps on defense seventy six never heard of this guy actually from uh, I think he went to Saint Rita so he's a, he's a Chicago uh, native oh nice yeah, yeah. nice but, uh, hey it's uh, like I said dude what what they're doing is impressive. And while uh, you know, while I know that Gurley will have himself a nice game either way, guys like Tavon Austin may not be as awesome as he's been. I think lately. they will though, because the one thing that the Bears have is that they're they're trying to get guys that, that have want to, but the one thing that they don't have to match up with either of these guys is the speed. True. There is no speed on the Bears' defense. You yeah. are not keeping. If Tavon Austin gets around a corner on you, he's gone. 
And he will be gone against this defense because yeah. there's Antrell Roll going to catch him. Tracy Porter going to catch no, him. Good lord, no. Okay, so the <laughs> well, well, quickly, and we'll, we'll close out. We're done with this game. I won't let you guys talk about it anymore. But one thing, Valverde's. Your man in the middle, seven foot two, from a weird country called Lithuania. He's ugly as shit. Bacardi. This fella scares me. That little kid from the Jackson 5, he scares it too. Oh, mark my words, Lou. There's something creepy about that young man. <laughs> well, I like it, Doug. Manica was able to slide that one by, and you can't play it now. No, nah, I know. I like is... Let's get drunk! <laughs> <laughs> well, quick thing I'll say is that a Bear Force One, an old 78 um, van, posted this to Facebook and tweeted it a little bit, is for sale for $1,200. So if any of our Pyro listeners are uh, money bags or, or mechanics and know where to get a, a, an engine, I guess there's some, there's some engine problem, but Bear Force One would be the greatest little tailgating operation. We would like to pile some money together and, and, and buy that thing. So if you, anybody's a trust funder out there or a mechanic and can save it, Reach out to us, um, info at Pyromaniac or contact Pyromaniac, and let me know. Uh, we'll give you, I'll give you the PayPal account, send the money, and we'll record three podcasts in it over the next year, and you're invited to all of them. You can sit in. You can just Valve Air Day the whole time. You can invite your buddies, and we'll record a few podcasts in Bear Force One, the old 78 uh, uh, tailgating mobile. And let me tell you, after tailgating in, in uh, a RV, that is the best those oh, yeah. things effing rule, man. So and then, RV, this RV life. This RV, RV for life. This RV, RV makes Uncle Rico's uh, molester van look like uh, Bentley. <laughs> so it's it's old school. Let's just talk about it. It's not it's not living the the, the good life, but it's Bear Force One. Come on, it's got mm-hmm. it's got soul, and that's what we're after. So let's go to the next game. It's going to be Saints at Redskins. Let's try and burn through this one too, and we'll be kind of caught up. Uh, Everybody sweats. But most people would be surprised to know that they sweat six liters per day. Now, I'm not familiar with the metric system or any other foreign language, but that's the equivalent of 300 gallons, I would guess. 300 gallons per day? Imagine that. That's a fact. Hey, cauterize your sweat glands shut. With Old Spice Pro Strength Antiperspirant. <laughs> wow. Those heads have switched. Nice. Doc, how about you just breeze through and you can chime right. in with some Saint stuff here or there? I'm I'm going to say this right now, okay? Play, I I know this is going to be the weirdest thing to hear, but Kirk Cousins is going to have himself a a game. He has a few good games, a couple good games here and there, but anybody and everybody can do something against this Saints defense. Mariota went berserk. I mean, uh, that was my word last week, but that uh, fits on this one. All right, there was only one, two quarterbacks that, had less than 20 fantasy points against the Saints' defense so far this year. One of them was Bradford, who still threw for 333 yards and two touchdowns, but he also had two picks, which ended up putting him just under the 20-point 20, uh, mark. The other one was Brandon Whedon, who didn't throw a pick, threw for 246 and one touchdown. And had 14 and a, 14 and a half fantasy points. For That's, Brandon Whedon! So Brandon, if Brandon Whedon... Without Des Bryant! Without Des Bryant <laughs> can do something against this... In New Orleans, no less. Can do something against this uh, Saints defense. Then believe me, anybody can. And Cousins will... Deshaun Jackson, 
back, okay? And uh, listen, he had a bad game, and it takes, I think as, as I said last week, it takes you a week or two to get your legs under you and to get you feeling right again. We said it about Des Bryant two weeks ago, said it about Deshaun Jackson last week. That happens. But this week against the Saints defense, it wouldn't shock me if he went off. If, if Deshaun Jackson went off, if Garcon went off, if uh, Jordan Reed went off, if Matt Jones went off. Uh, it, it w- actually wouldn't shock me all that bad if Morris actually had about 50 yards rushing in this one. What a disappointment that guy is. Oh, God. I mean, uh, p- people are saying that, you know, Eddie Lacy may be the worst pick in the draft, the biggest disappointment, the biggest fumble on anybody's, you know, any fantasy owner's part. Alfred Morris might be the, you know, second right up there. I don't say that he wasn't a first-rounder, but if you were depending on him being your second running back for the year, you got he, fooked. I, I will, and I will say this because uh, for the bitch slap article, he's getting his second, and he is, I'm as I mentioned in there, I'm warming up his sombrero for him already. Oh, yeah. And there are still eight, eight players that are still available for the Golden Sombrero Bitch Slap Award through two rounds. And by the, the, way. the truth is, if Matt Jones could stop fumbling, it wouldn't even it would be done. Do you want to know door what? Name, yeah. The door. I mean, it's just that he keeps fumbling and making these boneheaded. But do you want to know what though? It, or it just would, it was already done. It's all it's all Matt Jones. Do you know what Alfred Morris averaged in games in weeks five through eight per game fantasy points? Fancy points? How many game? How many points per game? Uh, Negative one. No, I'm gonna guess <laughs> one, one, one. I'm gonna guess. 1.6, or 2.1, 1.8. Right in between. <laughs> Do you want to know how many points Eddie Lacy had this week? One? Negative one. Negative, Negative one. one. <laughs> the fumble, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, so, the, big, uh, the big running back is going out the door at yeah, this point. Yeah. So, I agree. Although there's a big running back on the Saints that seems to be... Uh, uh, doing all right with in Ingram. Yeah, he's not that. He's not that big. He's not uh, lacy big. Yeah, he's not lacy big. That's true. Uh, let's talk about the Saints side of the ball. That's exciting to know about the Redskins. Heed dogs call here. I need. I'm, I'm in a streaming zone right now with uh, luck going out. Sorry to talk about the leagues, but I think there's a lot of people in that situation out there. If now all of a sudden you know your backup is obviously probably not going to be luck, and you need to start going to the stream. Wow, Cousins is going to be available. And Cousins uh, is also a guy for for DFS leagues. It's going to be very, right. very effing cheap out there. So pay attention to that one. You want to get that low score guy there that you can get some big points on. There you go. Well, you guys saw him quickly, and we'll, then we'll let you talk about the Saints. But you guys saw the uh, the vine from two weeks ago after the Redskins won that that great game at the very end. He ran in behind in the in the zone. Like, you like that, huh? You like that? You got if you guys didn't see it, it was awesome. And he was pointing at the camera, and one guy that must have like worked for the team said, like, "You like that? Oh, you like it?" He's so fired up for the win. And then on the way out, when they got just demolished, or not, it wasn't even that bad of a game by the uh, uh, New England Patriots, and he was coming through. All the New England, all these people on the side with the New England Patriots, like, "You like that, don't you? You like that?" <laughs> it shows you like how media just transcends the game. Are you talking about cousins? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Cousins was saying to walking into the locker room after wow. the win two weeks ago, and then as he was walking into the locker room through a loss in the in for the Patriots, strange people, the very fans humble. were yelling at. It. It's hilarious. That's oh, awesome. you've never. The reason why it was so big is you've never seen him this pumped up ever. He was yeah. so fired. You like that? It was like that's Cousins. Good God, I got yeah. a madman. All right, uh, quickly Saints and let's go. 
Um, okay, well, Ingram, it took him a lot of carries to get 52 yards. 20, like, what did he go, 21 for 52 or something like that? Mm-hmm. I made up for it. I mean, he had some of uh, the receiving. But, the, listen, the Saints offense is rolling right now, and it's looking good. Uh, the Redskins defense is very beat, very beatable. I don't think the Saints will do as well being away from home. They've been rocking it at home, and Breeze is always a homer. But uh, I would still get them rolling. Brandon Cooks is finally starting to get his shit together, and it seems like they're hooking up a lot better. Um, that's uh, He's using the tight ends, and that's what I said, I think, five weeks ago. Start using those freaking tight ends because that's what got you where you are in this offense. That's what made this offense work, and he's using them. You know, And it's it's tough to tell exactly which one's going to get the touchdown. Humana Wana 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 Why got one, and Josh Hill got one, and then... Ben Watson got the yards and the targets. Ooh, ooh, Awana Nui. Illinois Mike. That guy is, he's he scored touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, what does he have? Like, I don't know how many touchdowns he has in the season, but it's like a touchdown every two catches for him, basically. Yeah. It well, seems like. I think, he has, I think he has three touchdowns with the Saints right now. That's more, I think that's more touchdowns than he had his entire career with Tom Brady. It's more touchdowns than Jerry Macklin has. That, shocker. That's not a shocker. That's <laughs> more touchdowns than the Chiefs receivers have had in the past year and a half. Last thing I'll say about the Saints for me is that, you know, with Cooks finally starting to do well, it's also been when he finally got Willie Sneed on the outside to be a producer. He, you know, the, the guy, the, the little jitterbug guy in the middle, you can't be the lead receiver on your team. You know, you can be the best receiver too, but you got to have a legitimate weapon on the outside for people to pay attention to. And if they don't, you're just—it's impossible for you to, to get off and to get on your routes. Where's your Cooks rank? Where you got Cooks ranked this He's week? He's up in the top twenty. Top twenty. Yeah, I mean that's exactly moving right. forward. You're liking you're liking the vibe. You're I'm, li- I'm liking him as a wide receiver too. Finally, again, he was starting to move back down the uh, the late wide receiver threes. You know, fl- you know, flex type plays, but he's moved back up. Um, the last thing I want to say on the Saints, then we can move to the next game. It's just confounding. I, I really have no idea what's going on with this C.J. Spiller thing. They, they just won't use him at all. I mean, he played what five? It was a five or nine snaps last week. It's just, it's not even just the the lack of snaps he's getting. It's a lack of usage. And he, listen, he could do something with them. They're just not utilizing that part. Of the offense that they used to use, maybe he's also not performing well in practice. Yeah, he might not know the actually, offense and not like he might not be doing things right. Actually, one one of the things I did hear is that uh, he is not even close to as as good as Ingram is at pass protection. Well, that's and a big that's thing. A, that's obviously a big thing. Uh, I, I never thought of him as being a terrible pass protector. I always thought it was okay, but I don't know. It's, no, the it, thing is, he could he also was, he's okay. The, the average NFL running back sucks at pass protection. Yeah, and when you, got, you, when you have somebody like Ingram who can pass protect a little bit, you, you use him more. Can I ask you, as an athlete, as a professional athlete, you guys, we all wish we could have been professional athletes. Was is it that hard <laughs> to go work on your game in the off season and say, you know what, I'll really make my, I'll be, I'll sit around and make millions, do being a professional athlete on a pro team and a sport I, I love. Is it that hard all offseason, the way Jordan, when he got older, to learn a post-down maneuver that's unguardable or add another wrinkle to your game like Kobe's done and a lot of these basketball players? Like, go in and do nothing. We know you can run. We know you're all right between you. Go work on your pass protection. Do nothing but that all friggin' offseason. No, they're all like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose doesn't play basketball in the offseason. 
Why should I worry about playing basketball in the off season? It's He's, vacation time. It's, I mean, worst. it's also I mean, you got these prima dons who are also worried about getting injured and losing. I gotta say, if there's something that football players have that all, all the athletes don't, they have the possibility of losing their contract just by doing nothing or by doing something. It doesn't matter. I mean, if they choose to uh, work out hardcore or play something or do something in the off season, they get hurt. See you later. There goes your millions. So that's a bummer uh, for football players. I could somewhat understand it with them. But you other know what, athletes, though? I don't, though. What they should be doing? Go and watch Bloodsport. Do the Jean-Claude Van Damme where you can do the damn splits. Get yourself so flippin' flexible that when you're... Because if you... That's the one thing that I, I say. I don't know if it's being stressed when they're doing all these crazy workouts. Is flexibility something that... And, and, and stretching because all these... Tears of tendons and, and, and the crazy way that legs get bent and rolled over on, the more stretched out that all your muscles are, the, the, the safer you're going to be from having what could be an ACL tear, just be an MCL sprain. Agreed. Fully look, agreed. At, look at Tom Brady. He looks like he could play for another 10 years. Uh, he's not just taking the offseason off and just allowing his bot to have it, being on vacation because he doesn't want to get hurt. Follow the guys, and I'm not saying he's alone. There's a ton of players that are working their butt off to refine their game. Why not be that guy because you're going to just extend your career and become a better player? Screw it. You're able to do this for a living. Ma- maximize your, your talents and your calling. All right, I think we're done with this game, right? Yep. Hi, I'm Jackie Moon. I'm a semi-professional, and I have a taste for the exquisite. Fine wine, fine food, fine women from Germany. You get the picture. That's why I use this, Old Spice Pro Strength, the finest street legal antiperspirant you can get outside of Mexico that's not poisonous. <whistles> Buy now, and guess what? I'll include this, a tiny armpit hair comb, which works. <laughs> 98, 99, because each one gets special attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Dolphins at the Eagles. Let's start with the um, let's start with the Dolphins and I don't even know where do you start. Tannehill is just having a terrible season. Can he turn it around? Uh, I wish Stag Party was here to talk about him. He he seems to love the Dolphins. Let's uh, Lamar Miller. <laughs> Lamar Miller's getting his and he's doing and he's doing just fine. Uh, he should again be just fine against the Eagles. It's true. Uh, Tannehill not so much. I, I I listen. The guy is talented. But you put him on the road, he he'll put up maybe 13, 14 fantasy points for you. That's not that's just not going to cut it. I think it's the same way against this Eagles team. The Eagles defense has been a lot better than uh, everybody thought they would be for sure, especially against the pass. They've been one of the worst pass defenses in the league for years now. But now you can all of a sudden you can't all of a sudden just pass all over them. You actually got to be doing other things and running the ball a little bit. They've been great against the run, but. They've found ways to get Lamar Miller involved a lot more, and you know whether it be passing the ball and catching the ball, which he had a ton of yards and made up everything basically last week. What do you have? Ninety-seven yards, seven catches, or something like that last week. Granted, they were behind, but who knows? That may that may happen again against this Eagles team. The Eagles team isn't all that great, but they seem to be winning games and they seem to find different ways to do things uh, pretty decent there. I, don't, I listen. This is one of those games where. Everybody was kind of hoping that Bradford would be top-end type of guy. Everybody was hoping that, that Tannehill would be a top-end type of guy and make next steps, that these guys were going to be QB1s for their teams. 
and it hasn't quite happened. They're basically uh, QB2s at this point. And uh, do I think that Tannehill can turn around? I think he's got the talent at wide receiver position for it to possibly happen. But I, there's something just off about this team this year that I, I can't quite pinpoint it. But they're not going to have the greatest game against this Eagles. And listen, if you've got a different uh, option other than Tannehill this week, I'd, I'd use him. Tannehill's ranked number 20. Yeah, right now at the quarterback position. Eagles are a ferocious defense that attacks you, and they create turnovers. Oh, the most. You know, the one thing that they will have on their side is they're going to have time of possession in this game because Philadelphia doesn't hold on to the ball. But true. Uh, the the thing is that the problem is is that <laughs> that type of offense is also the type of offense. From well, might as well flip it here to the other side. Is the type of offense that Miami struggles with. Yeah. Look at look at what New England did. They kept them and were running them in the fast offense and keeping it in the, in the short huddles and and that's where Philadelphia lives. Yeah. They live on. You're not going to be able to substitute. We saw how they were able to get back and 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 push that game toward the end. Dallas was just exhausted yeah. trying to keep up with them once they get a couple first downs. And Miami, yeah, while they have all the names and everything and, and the thing that you're saying that's wrong. Is that they just don't seem to play as a team. True. That, so that, that's that's, what, yeah. that's where it is, and it's it's that you have a bunch of individuals who are each doing their own thing, each one, and each guy looking at the other guy trying to blame somebody else. No one's got each other's back, and yeah. it, you know it, when there's that account, you know if you don't have that accountability, I don't like I don't like what I'm going to see out of them. So um, well, here's here's the thing. I don't I don't like Bradford in this game either, and I'll t- and I'll tell you why. First of all, Miami is, is better against a pass than they are against a. Miami's given up the fourth most amount of fantasy points to the running back position this year. They've had problems along their off- their defensive line. Uh, Saw uh, Sue Dominican Sue obviously has not been all that's been advertised that he is. Uh, they obviously lost Cameron Wake, which which is a big one. But I think that the Eagles just run. And as you said, yes, Philly is just go 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 all the time. And that's what they're going to do again. But even last week, when they were go go go, and still you know and scored twenty eight. How many points they ended up scoring in the end? Twenty eight or thirty five? Thir- yes, uh, th- one touchdown pass. Yeah. One, one out of Bradford with that many points. Uh, Bradford is just not. I don't know. There's something where he could get him there down the field a little bit when there's some open space. You put him in a closed space like that around the red zone. They kind of depend on the run to get them there. A because bit. they also don't have that dominant receiver that, that just commands respect and demands everything in the red zone. Jordan Matthews, no. It, it, you know, you see even on the routes, there was one that, that he ran earlier in the game where it was a third down play. You needed, I think it was about six yards. He catches the ball a yard and a half to two yards short of the first down. Yeah. What are you cutting your route for two yards short of the first down when you're running an out route? You can't do that. You get beyond the, the line to gain, and then you make your cut. Yeah, and so, then, I mean, the other receivers you're looking at, a rookie, Aguilar, like the, who hasn't like has played because he's got the ankle. Yeah, injury. and should have played this week, but they decided to hold him out one more time. Uh, Cooper, uh, Riley Cooper, who's a little banged up again as well. Josh, Miles Austin. Yeah, Miles Austin, yeah. Josh Huff. You know, I mean, it's makeshift. Uh, it's a, a makeshift wide receiving core that isn't performing in any sort of... It drives way. me to Valverde's. From South Bend, Indiana, this guy has a heart of gold. His brother's a retard. He reads to him and paints him pretty pictures. Scootsy, Devil Day. Taking the court now. Yeah, his brother is really retarded. Ronnie Doubleday. He has all three major kinds of retardation. <laughs> we are not 
Uh, you wanted an open PC you want, at all. No, I didn't say I was going to open it that one. You wanted to. No, no, yes, no, no. you did. He wanted to open it after our first Valve Air Day with that. And I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm just telling you, no, I was telling you that the Valve Days were going to be these introductions is what I was trying to tell you. We didn't write it. We're just replaying it. So absolutely. Let's do it. with a heart of cold. <laughs> all right. All right. It's so bad. To end at the end this game, what I'm what I'm saying basically is if you're going to start people in this game, I think your best options are the running backs. I think Lamar Miller is going to get his due in this one. And I think the Demarco Murray and possibly Ryan Matthews. I know Matthews is banged up a little bit, but he was supposedly banged up a little bit last week too, and he he was just fine. So what about Ajay? Ajay finally got yeah, some he, action. Yes, he almost, he almost got where, himself in the end zone right out of the gates, and he had a, he had a red zone carry. And this is where look he. Was the guy that they drafted? He's the one that they really want to have to roll. Do you really think that Jonas Gray is the guy that they, they think of? Right. But do you think that he was the guy no. that they were going to be thinking of? Is oh, here's the backup guy? No. Is Jay a Jay? Jai? I always say his name wrong. Jai. A Jai. He's gone. No one else knows. He's Lamar Miller is going to get all the major touches, but they're going to get him involved, and because again, you need to have that second back that you can you know spell a breather for here and there, and he was the guy that was. Potentially going to take away Lamar Miller's role at the beginning of the year. Can we just call him J.G. Jaijo Jew? J.G. Jaijo Jew. I can do that one better than I can. A J- <laughs> Is that A-E-I-O-U with J's? Yeah. I like it. I just call him the J.J., which is what I call... Dynamite! My favorite what you call thing <laughs> on the planet. Right hand. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I call... Hello. I'm going to go have sex with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, the J.G. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're so loose tonight. Oh, you're shaved today. <laughs> Let's get tropical. <laughs> One more time, right here. Let's get tropical. There we go. Amen. That's okay. All right. We're going on to the Browns at the Steelers. Oh, right. oh Brown Town. Nothing Brown like the Jays. Oh, gee. Yeah, that's, that's yours. You can't call it the JJ. Yours is. No. Yours is. Oh, no, no. Brown Town. No. no, no, no I don't call my right hand Brown Town. You, like, paint the thing with, cra- with Crayola before you drink up. There's a couple shades of brown oh, when you take that thing. Oh, boy. Right. I, don't know, I don't know how I to mean, imitate know. the little red. Yes, and that's the sound break. That's what happens when you rip, whip out the word that you whipped out in that last sound bite. It oh, all falls right. to hell. Yep. All right. Brown Town going. Go Makes a perfect Valentine's gift for the ladies. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, it makes a, actually, what he was talking about makes a perfect Astro Valentine's Day gift for the fellas. Take it from a man who places electrical tape over his nipples. Uh, what? But I do. <laughs> okay, Browns, is it McCown? So, basically, if McCown's ready to go, they're going to play McCown. If he's not, they won't. And that, that's basically what they said. They said, uh, he's our starter no matter what if he's healthy. Question is, is that health all of a sudden isn't always what is said in the media. It isn't always true whether he is completely healthy or not. I think uh, Nelson Aguilar was completely healthy last week, and they decided not to play him because they thought that if he took one hit, maybe he wouldn't be completely healthy anymore. Whatever the case is, I think they liked what they saw out of Menzo. Uh, I, I liked what I saw out of him. I thought he was composed. He had a decent game. He did the best he could under the circumstances. It I mean, wasn't. I'm dying for a Manziel Landry Jones. 
Let's get it on. Absolutely. I am just, can I be honest? Let's talk about that game quickly. And me and Mo talked about it on the light on Friday. He was awesome in the first half. And at the half, at, at the half, uh, walking in, they 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 interviewed Patine, and he's like, "Well, we'll calm down, Johnny. We'll keep Johnny in the pocket." And then after the game, you had you had um, Mar- uh, Marshall uh, and, and uh, Irvin. Um, I'm spacing the, the guy for the, the run, running back from the Rams, uh, or Michael of uh, the NFL Network guy, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk, excuse yeah. me. Marshall Falk and Michael Irvin. After the game, are like. Why, when he was going in, all the stuff that was happening in that first half, all the big plays, nothing happened for him in the second half, was when he was spreading out, when he was coming, running out of the pockets, making things happen, because then all of a sudden the defense had to react to them, to him. And as they're reacting to him, they're caving in on him, that's when Duke Johnson, wow, all of a sudden there's no one around him, because the two guys who were just guarding him think Manziel's going to run, and they're coming in. Boom. And the coach is so, it's so obvious that he's not his guy, that he doesn't want him to be with that team. And it's so stupid, it just shows you. Is a guy, is a coach smart enough to um, change his system for a player, or is a, a coach uh, uh, stupid enough to make a player fit into their situation? Now, am I saying Johnny Football is an end all be all and going to be a franchise quarterback? Probably, probably not. But at least let the guy do what he's doing, especially when he's having a great game on a Thursday night, and he was doing everything he could have been, and what he was doing was why it was happening, and the coach, the first thing on the way into the halftime, was like, we'll, we'll calm down Johnny and we'll keep him in the... What? Okay. That's the only reason why it's working. I, I agree with you. You do not say that at halftime of the game where things are going well. That, that, that's, Definitely not. That's stupid, and that's, that's without... Any no type, there's no excuse for that. You're right. But when you're asking the question about a coach, most coaches get one chance to be a head coach in the NFL. So let's, let's, let's give another example of a guy who's another current head coach who does not care for the damn running quarterback, doesn't want him in there at all, in Washington. And RG3 is no longer the quarterback in Washington. Yeah. And, you know, this is Gruden saying, if I'm going to get my shot, it's going down on my terms. Okay. So my terms are, no, I don't believe in this guy. So maybe that's what Petten said, is that enough. he doesn't believe in Manziel. And so it doesn't matter whenever it comes down to it. If he's got to help him account, I'm taking McCown out there. I'm not saying uh, this is his make-or-break decision, but at the end of the day, then I would say, well, the way that it went in that second half, by what he went, and you know he went in the locker room, he's like, let's calm down, John, let's play our auto. You know, we've got our offensive scheme. Let's do it. Let's keep in the pockets, go pocket, go through your reads. The last thing you want to do is, is you go when it's a moment. Look at how great that worked out. That that second half, it, and I'm, I can't take anything away from the Bengals. They obviously game-planned it, and Marvin's a great coach. Actually, the first, I think the first coach ever in uh, AFC... Um, what are they in? AFC North? AFC North? AFC North to yeah. go 8-0. Really? Yeah. Holy that's good. Shit. That's, uh, th- that I did not know, but that's that's actually... So like the Ravens in 2000 didn't go 8-0 then? No. First ever to go wow. 8-0. Pretty it's, very, it's, it's, it's an extremely competitive division. But that's all I'm going to say. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. I hope... Uh, I, I liked what I saw out of Johnny and uh, Amen. Listen, all right. So I, I liked what I saw out of Johnny. It was it was a good game for him, whatever. I think in terms of fantasy, I think their best... I think that everybody's kind of wanting McCown to get back in there. Anybody who has Travis oh, Benjamin... Oh, you are. Yeah, Put tra- him in a body bag, guy. Okay, listen. Travis Benjamin was a stud. Gary Barnett, stud with McCown in there. 
You throw Manziel in there, everything kind of goes out the window. He may give you a, a, as good of a chance to win as McCown. McCown does have a couple wins this year. He may give you as good of a chance to win as McCown, who knows, and he may be more exciting and maybe a, more of a future look uh, for something, but fact of the matter is when it comes to fantasy, they want McCown in there. You Fantasy owners, you guys want McCown in there. You're that helps everybody else. You're getting almost three times as many passing attempts when McCown is in there as compared to when Manziel is in there. So, uh, Barnage is a different player. Even though Barnage had some opportunities with Johnny. That he's, he's, didn't have he did. Yeah. He's, he's one of their only real threats that they have, so he's going to do okay with Johnny, but... He does fantastic with McCown. Well, one thing I also uh, kind of pegged wrong is that, if you guys remember, Travis Benjamin uh, from Johnny Menzel uh, during the preseason and stuff like that, he was just hooking up like crazy. And I think one of those games where he got into late uh, because of McCown yeah. injury through a, a bomb, yeah, bomb for a touchdown, that's where... Benjamin basically came from yeah. was out of that. True. So I thought that they had, had three some touchdowns sort of, with 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 Yeah, I thought that they had some sort of rapport going on. Not at all. That was just ugly. So I, I, I want to get off of that real quick. The one, another lump that I kind of want to take on this is last week I was saying that the Browns are just dumb with Kroll. Yeah, I, we talked about that on the light. Go on. Yeah, uh, I just I thought they were done with him because he had averaged. You know, uh, Don must have listened to the podcast yeah. since last Thursday. 1.2, you know, a, a yard per carry. And now they just let go of Robert Turbin. Yeah. So now they are 100% going with Crow. That's why I mentioned it. One, one thing I will mention with that whole thing, Turbin, remember, replaced Terrence West. Mm-hmm. And the Titans dropped Terrence West. They cut him. So West is no longer on that team. It's kind of wild. You know where he is now? He got signed already? He just got signed to the practice squad of... The Browns! The Ravens. Really? Same division. Yep. Mm. Mm, those incestuous bastards. Yeah, and they all love to just get any little thing they can. Give us the playbook. You know, give give us what you remember. And then they'll cut them again. I like getting that. I, I like do that with a lot of things. I can too. Hey, it's a good way to get, keep, uh, keep a job for a year. Absolutely. Cash hey. paycheck. Wes gets paid a little bit. Gives up a little information. It's they just, let go it's of just, them. It's also, it's kind of depressing though because he was one of those guys... That when you saw him uh, on draft day or in the in the uh, combine, and you watched a highlight film from him at Georgia Southern, like, man, that guy was doing everything. He looked fantastic and just squandered an opportunity. No, he's well. The thing is, he's talented, but he just fucks up too much. Squandered an opportunity. Too many fuck ups just uh, doesn't make a good stew. Uh, whatever. All right. So I did see just so I know, so you guys saw I uh, quickly saw a workout tape of Josh Gordon this off season. Definitely not sitting around smoking dope and loafing and hanging out. This guy is ripped. He's working hard. I, you know, you're gonna get all the buzz. Let me just be. Let me just plant the seed now. This guy is gonna. There's gonna be a lot of buzz about him in the off season, but this guy's not like just gonna drift off into the distance like a blackman or something. He's coming back with a vengeance. Get ready for that guy next season. Okay, he's putting his on on Josh Gordon. I got Titus Young. All right, so next team. <laughs> Steelers. I I, just, I don't know much else you could say about the Browns. I mean, maybe uh, listen. Nothing. Steelers. The Steelers rush D is good, so that, that, your, I don't expect the running. Crayola hands have said enough. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, sixty-four uh, colors and then some at Dog's House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what bleeds. All right. So the <laughs> Steelers. Steelers uh, with a Landry Jones is a very different story than with a Roethlisberger. Granted, uh, Antonio Brown still did well. 
with the Landry Jones in there. Landry was still passing to him, and he was still you call that game getting, well? getting some gaining some yards. <laughs> well, with, I guess I guess a lot of it was early, but yeah, you know, a lot of it was the usual long catch, which was very eerily similar. To the 88-yard uh, touchdown catch that Martavis Bryant had, yeah. which is catch a six-yard pass like Jerry Rice and go do your thing. But the Bryant one was one of the best plays I've seen in all season. No, no, I'm talking about the Bryant long touchdown early in the year. When no, it, that when one was better. Jones. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That was one of the best runs I've ever seen. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, yeah. I would say that was the best, that was the best touchdown of the season, I think. Hit, well, he, had, he was moving around. He had another short, one this last no, week. No, not, he did the, he, yeah. yeah, this one was last week, too. He's, that was sick to watch. Best moves in the league. Uh, we, uh, God, I mean, he is, uh, there's a reason why he's been our darling for a couple of years now, and he's, he's the man. Does anybody disagree with me, if, if you will, but do you think that Antonio Brown could have beaten Woodson to the yeah. end zone? I don't know what he's doing. Yes. I, I, I thought least, he could have At least it. gotten seven more yards, and Woodson would have had to make a nice tag. It was a weird play. He was tired or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's... I mean, he, he made, he made how many hard. catches already at that point in time? Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I just... I mean, he's on my... It's on my fancy team. First mention of my fancy team this uh, this week. Dude, enough with you. Yeah, fuck. All right, cool. So, <laughs> um, I think the Steelers, even with the Landry Jones, can do some damage. I still think that uh, Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant will be just fine. D'Angelo Williams, while I hear that he's uh, a little bit banged up and they're going to rest him uh, tomorrow at practice, tomorrow being Wednesday, uh, he's still going to be okay. They'll get him involved. And he has been be phenomenal in absolutely role. I mean, you could not have asked for anything more. The only question I think that you're going to have with D'Angelo now is that he has to be the guy for the rest of the year. So if you're a fantasy owner, um, it's almost one of those ones where if you could potentially sell high and get a lot in return for him, I would maybe do it because I would be worried. Maybe you can look up uh, D-Rex to see what the strength of schedule is uh, for uh, the, uh, the the Steelers. Uh, Running attack in the in the in the fantasy playoffs, but in the playoffs, I, I, I worry about a guy with the, the much mileages he has on his body, the age that he is. Middle eighteen, eighteen. So, you know, I just worry that there could be a potential breakdown there because who else do they have there? Well, th- th- that's going to spell. Well, I will there. say this: it's not just a fantasy playoffs for the rest of the season for the games nine through sixteen, the last eight games for everybody. Pittsburgh seven, really? They have, easy, they have a nice schedule. But here's the one thing I would say: I love that. I love hearing that. Well, no, I don't. Levy and Bell just went down for <laughs> your team, not mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it's got my my worry about D'Angelo is we're not. Big Ben just went down. Who knows if he's coming back? You know what? After their bye week, There's or if he's going to be gone for the they next. They said they're hopeful for week twelve or week thirteen. What's ben D'Angelo not, without without uh, you know without Big Ben in the mix? Big Ben actually said he f- he feels a lot better than he thought he would uh, today. Said he feels a lot better than he thought he would, and he's not counting himself out for this. That's week. what I read. Yeah, I need him to play as a Martavis. It's not going to happen. Come on, Big yeah. Ben. Come on, man. Don't they have the bye week the next week? Yes. So they're not going to play him this week. It's going to be, but week he's plus. coming back after the bye week. Yeah. So I mean, it is a bit of a bummer, obviously, uh, but I still think that uh, both Brown and and Bryant both do fine. You know, I, I think they'll be okay against this team. It's not a, a tough team to score against, obviously, but if D'Angelo is playing. If D'Angelo is fine and playing, he is a must-start because this Cleveland rush D is just really bad. And if D'Angelo Williams is not okay and there's something a lot worse with him than they're letting on and he doesn't happen to play, Jordan Todman, just so you know, he's the, ba- he's the backup. He will be the one who gets it all. 
He has flashed in the past here and there, but that's a name to remember just in case D'Angelo Williams, for some odd reason, doesn't play in this game. Jordan Todman, your pickup. From Dog's Jacksonville. So, Dog's so pissed in one, of, in one of our leagues right now. He's gonna, I'm plucking that guy. <laughs> 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 Are we done with that game? Yeah, we're done with yeah. that game. Hey, we're going. I'm Jackie Moon. This new clinically proven Old Spice Pro Strength Antiperspirant means the world to me. Not today's world, the world of Yesterfar. When Columbus discovered that the world was round, when wild berries grew on every street corner, and gentlemen wore monocles. When cave women hunted for food while the cave husband kept watch of the cave children. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Columbus. When Columbus found out the world was round. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, next game. Jaguars at Ravens. Uh, Jaguars, I think, obviously Bortles had his best game as a pro. Uh, I think moving forward... Not, not only, not only is it, you know, best game, but against the New York Jets. Yeah. So this would be one of those ones that you would call a coming out party, especially since it was in New York. Yeah. You know, and we have to say, you have to say, he has legitimate weapons yeah. at wide receiver. A-Rob and A-Hearns, A-My. Amen. Oh, amen. That's better than name I. Well, you are Jewish. So you're not. Yeah. Oi. Oi. This week will be, uh, and this is a smaller league, so I understand it. But uh, I will, I'm playing Allen Robinson this week for the first time all year. Really? In one league. I've been playing him On all year. He's been, that's unbelievable. That's, that's how I couldn't get him in the lineup. It's a good team, then. It's a, well, it's, good, it's an eight man league, so. That's what happens. That's what happens. I'm I'm also going to tell you that this week he's a top three play for me. Who is? A-Rob. Oh, thank God. Yeah, uh, this Ravens pass team is is, so bad. (laughs) They're laughable. Uh, Both uh, A-Rob and Hearns is in my top 14. That's awesome. So uh, These guys are going to go up. Bortles is, uh, as I said in the beginning of the season, he's a lot better than you think. I didn't think he was as good as... St- as yeah. uh, Stas, as yeah. uh, Tennis Stegman thought uh, he was, because he he drafted him somewhat early and said, "You guys watch." But he was also the guy who drafted Eddie Lacy second overall, <laughs> so we took it with a grain of salt. But uh, wow, this Bortles kid, man, he's 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 got it going on. I'm very impressed, and uh, yeah, this is, a, this is going to be a formidable team to to mess with in the upcoming years. Julius Thomas isn't quite all there yet. He's got to get used to his offense. And, you know, he's not the man that Bortles is looking at first. He's looking at Hearns and, and Robinson, who are both just so awesome. It's tough not to look at him. And uh, Yeldon, as I also said in the beginning of the year, I thought that he would be a stud. I thought he'd be the stud running back that people didn't think uh, of first. Everybody was thinking Gordon. Everybody was thinking... You know, you guys saw your girly or whatever. I, I was thinking Yeldon was going to be something special this year. He's starting to look pretty darn good. He ain't going to look good this week. Ah, uh, no, probably Ravens not. Ravens are going to shut him down. It's going to be one of those. He'll get he'll get you 15 carries for 42 yards. He'll have a long run of eight yards. But he might do and a little something in the passing game, a little dump off. Well, that may be, but, but you know what? It's not going to be. He's not a smart play this week. I mean, no, he's I, not. I, I, I would be staying away from him. Agreed. I Agreed. would be focusing on the A Robs and the Allen Hearns and, and go that route. And maybe Julius Thomas is able to break There's, through. With this the week. bye weeks, though, he might be a decent flex play. You know, back end or uh, running back two, whatever. But that's he, what you're talking about. Yeah, I agree. 
keeping on the Bortles' uh, love for the rest of the season, uh, which was week nine, which is last week, through week 16. The Jacksonville is tied for seventh with the best, most favorable schedule for quarterback, which is obviously great uh, for a young quarterback, especially that's kind of getting hot right now at the right time and going to lead into kind of an uh, easier schedule. Uh, this is a thing of beauty as well. In the playoffs, sixth. So week four through 16, if you're riding with Bortles and he's riding high, you don't, you're not too worried because he's got an easier schedule, and that means a lot. Ask Tannehill, who had the easiest schedule last year and what, finished seventh yeah. and had a harder schedule this year, and he's not even he's top 20, he's the 20th. Yeah, 20th uh, it does. That. It makes a difference. And uh, well, real quick before we uh, jump in there, if you do happen to play 14 through 17 with your fancy playoffs, fourth for Bortles. Wow. Yeah. It makes it even sweeter. And don't do that. And Bortles is one of those guys that if you do play week 17, he's, he's playing. playing the whole game. Yeah, he's playing. That's a good point. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. At six foot five, a solid, meaty 215 pounds. Your pregame announcer, your owner, your coach, your pop scene sensation, but most importantly, your power forward, yours truly, Jackie. himself a fantastic introduction. Yeah, why not, Dick? It's his team, his money, and his tunnel of beautiful ball girls. Oh, speaking of money, Lou, did you get paid this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the way it works in semi-pro. Hashtag <laughs> <Aztec> party. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know, Ravens, uh, I guess we can go to that side of the ball. Forsett. Is a guy that I would con- I would consider throwing out there this week. The Jags are beatable on the ground. You can you can run against them. They are a better defense than you would think. Everybody still has the Jaguars as uh, I don't know Jacksonville is like an expansion team where you could just beat the crap out of them. But they're I mean their defense is getting better. But you could definitely uh, run against them a little bit. And the Ravens being at home where Flacco loves to throw the ball around. Flacco isn't a bad play this week either. I know that they don't have a whole hell of a lot to throw to, but for some reason he seems to make it happen. Regardless of who's out there, you never know exactly which guys are going to get it. But, I mean, Chris Givens is starting to develop a nice rapport with him. He's a good play, a decent play on the outside. And Flacco always likes to throw the deep ball. Absolutely. So and throws it well, unlike Tannehill, a guy who exactly. cannot throw the Exactly. He's got one of the ball. best deep balls of all time. Uh, to be quite honest, he is an arm of the gods, and he, he puts it on a dime a lot, too. As Torrey Smith, he's not liking where he went yeah. away from Flacco. Um, yeah, Torrey Smith is guaranteed $20 million, uh, five-year $40 million. He's liking where he went. Yeah, you're that right. That guy's... Do, do you want to know who left town and who he replaced? Uh, Crabtree? One year, $3.25 million. Yeah. And you know what? The other best Good call, is? Niners. That's why your franchise sucks. The other reason why it's great for him is that He's not worrying about collecting that money and having people go like Mike Wallace bitching about, you're cheating everybody out of money. They're like, you got a horrible quarterback, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just just play it out. Just don't get injured, man. You got Get that 40. Get that 40. You might not ever play again. Uh, but question for you. A friend, Thanks, Quan. <laughs> a friend of mine uh, texted me before the show. Uh, he had actually lost um, Andrew Luck. And he asked me uh, a question via text. Who would you start, Bortles or um, or Joe Flacco? 
I'm being serious. I mean, you have to start Bortles at this point in time because he's got legitimate wide receivers. Absolutely. You don't have them in in, 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 uh, in Baltimore, and the fact is that the Baltimore's pass defense sucks. So it's, it's yeah. Bortles yeah, all the way. It, it's, it's a Bortles. I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, Flacco isn't a terrible play this week. Do I think that's a, just an absolutely off-the-cuff, like, should I trade, uh, you know, Macklin, you know, all those guys for, for <laughs> Eddie Lacy. That, I mean, that's a ridiculous question. This question is not that ridiculous. I think Flacco is going to have a better game than people think, even though he has nobody to throw to, simply because he loves his home cooking. But I definitely like a Bortles in this one over him, and I would definitely go Bortles. Uh, they, they were just saying something I'll about, let my friend know. Yeah. Hey, he's telling himself. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, there was something I don't know why slapping so hard. It's really not that funny. So can I ask my own personal question then? Sure, if it's like vis-a-vis some, you know, like friend you're talking about or it. yeah, I have a friend. Personality. I have, I have a friend. Gollum. I got a friend. I only have one, but my friend has got Andrew Luck, and has Sam Bradford as his starting quarterback, and he's wondering. There's three guys, well, potentially four now that you mentioned Kirk Cousins, to go as for the backup. Would you go for Kirk Cousins, Josh McCown, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Jay Cutler for the rest of the season to pair with Sam Bradford? This week and the rest of the season. Yep. I like this question. This week and the rest of the season. Wow. Um, I would, I... My friend is teetering on being in the playoffs in this league, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's in playoffs right now, but he needs a little bullshit. Should have read that off Facebook. <laughs> Eric Weiss, a fan. <laughs> It's, uh, that's interesting because, I mean, when you include this week specifically with it as well, uh, I would have to say Fitzpatrick then. It, oh, simply because I would normally, I think, maybe air with... All right, give me a choice again. It's Cutler, Cutler. Fitzpatrick, Cousins, and... McCown. And McCown. Yeah, I, would, I would probably go with Fitzpatrick. First of all... Um, Mostly, not mostly, but partially because of this week specifically. Uh, He has a much better matchup this week. I hate Cutler's matchup this week. Uh, (laughs) Second, he's he's on the way. He's making the payoff. I know. I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting my my priority of priority. No, but you guys got to understand. In all honesty, this is a little bit to show you how much dedication (laughs) we have to this pirate pocket. There are. It's nine twenty. Okay, and we're gonna get done earlier than we usually do. And we have a lot of games left, and we don't. Have, and it's an hour and fifty minutes into the show. But I will tell you, I've missed out on a lot of friggin' waiver wires on Tuesday night that happened at midnight because we're on this show and we can't get it in at the right time. We're busy beforehand. You're in traffic, dogmatic. Yeah. I'm at, I'm leaving my job or trying to get something on. I gotta walk Daisy, and and you know you guys are coming. You're in traffic as well or doing whatever you gotta do after a long day of work, and it's just like. It's crazy how many opportunities he got in hand with, with lava soap. Uh, but there's so many opportunities we've lost. By like recording this show, you wake up and all of a sudden all the all the pickups are in. You're like, oh my god, I didn't get to reorder mine or some news that you just found out. Or I get information from you guys on the show and you miss that window and it's just like, oh, what we do for you guys. Anyway, yeah, so, so, so my friend, you're telling my friend that he should go for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Before we, talk to, before we talk to your friend, I do want to say, the sacrifices that I make for this, by the way, my mom, all right, she's about 70 years old and she, yeah, she listens to other podcasts but she listens to mine and ours first and foremost, of Thanks. course. But she is a huge lover of sports. Always has been. Uh, I think we've taken advice from her before and done well with it. 
But what, the, she hasn't looked at me the same way after listening to this podcast for a couple of years, in a couple of years. And that is a sacrifice that I've had to make for this, just so you guys You're know. the one that brought up the Crayolas. I didn't bring up Crayola. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I brought up the bleeding. Back to your we friend. We love you, Cindy. Yeah, we you, do. You make, you make it up to her every time you drive her to the airport. <laughs> True, which I hate to say, it, guys, is a so game tomorrow. When we, you know <laughs> what? Shit, you not. When we write the book, we're gonna write the pyro book. There's gonna be a chapter on Cindy Alpert and driving this. Dude, Cindy. you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, you got a question? Dennis Pitta may come back. Really? Do you have a herniated colon? If you do, the last thing you need is another unrelated problem called overactive sweat glands. Then you're the guy with a herniated colon who also sweats a lot. That's why I use the clinically proven odor and wetness protection of Old Spice Pro Strength Antiperspirant. In summary, weapons grade, odor and wetness cockfight. This stuff works. I'm Jackie Moon. Illegal. Also, I got a girl in here. Thing I want to say about that uh, Jacksonville matchup that we just had there, and this is kudos to the Florida Times Union. This is not my stat, but this is something that I would pull up that uh, I, I got to hand it to them for doing it. But Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns are the first teammates to gain 600 receiving yards and score six touchdowns in the first eight games of a season since. Since can I, uh, can I say Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell? No. Ooh. Okay, I, let, me, let me do it. And it's uh, not Jacksonville. It's since any, in the whole week. It's oh, not just Jacksonville. How, what, what's the year that it happened? 2007. All right. 2007. That should give oh, it. Oh, yeah, I got it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's West and uh, Moss. Yeah. 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 That's right. But uh, that's impressive. That's, that's impressive. impressive. Those two are on pace for some good stuff. And I am in the mood for some better stuff. So, can I have one of you guys' beers? Now, <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light, I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, next game Vikings at Raiders. Let's kind of move through this one, um, and then we'll be able to uh, Netflix and chill for the last. Well, four. the big. Uh, so, Vikings first, I guess, right? So, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Seems like he finally now coming out of the slump. Finally got back in the end zone. Yep. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Can I say one thing about AP? Yeah. As it, the eye test, you're never worried about him all year. No. That's the beautiful thing about it. There's players who are like, oh brother, oh brother, oh, is this going to be a situation player? Whole year, AP, it's been he's he, the efforts there. He's not always finding the right hole. He's not always breaking the big one. He's not always getting enough carries. But you never worried about AP. So I like the, the only like, worry like, that you had was game one, and yeah, that wasn't yeah. him. That no, was it wasn't him. him. You got ten carries. It was the whole team. But the other thing is that I think that you could expect an uptick from him this week, even if amazingly Teddy Bridgewater passed his first uh, protocols uh, in the concussion uh, protocols that he has to go through. I'm amazed because that hit that he took was vicious. Vicious. Vicious with intent. And um, even if he does come back, I think that they're going to continue to now, with that in mind, this is your franchise, you're, you're winning. 
You're 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 tied with the Packers. Am I correct here for the for the division lead? Uh, and they're both six and two. So yeah, yes, uh, this sir. is yeah. this is a situation where you're holding your destiny in your own hand. You're on the road in Oakland. If you can get Adrian Peterson going and take Oakland out of the game through ball control and just keeping them off the field because they are a good uh, a good defense, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, the Minnesota Vikings. But they are going to be facing a very tough offense. But the tough offense on the other side has their own issue. Let's, let's first talk about the Vikings first, and then we can get into Oakland and Latavius Murray. Yeah, I like you. You're having a roundtable yourself. I know. I, I, I do it all the time. Real, Real quick, if you guys night. heard a strange sound, Daisy just had uh, Really? Oh, yeah. Good and, girl. Yeah, we're about to. Good well, girl. Well, luckily I was bad. talking loud enough that you probably didn't hear them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got so, a bad right here. It's a perfect place for yeah. me to go. So, uh, all right. So, I, first of all, I, I want to comment real quick on the AP thing. Um, yes, I think that he is going to be a top five back this week simply because of volume. Because that's they're going to work it to him. But this Oakland defense, and especially the, the run defense, is a lot better than people thought they would be. I mean, they have gotten better and better as the weeks have gone on. And it's gotten to the point where they're, they're only giving up like uh, three points, five yards per carry. Can I make a point here? Part of that that you have to realize, too, it's look at the coach that they hired. They, they finally went out and hired a real coach. Yeah. Okay, and Jack Del Rio, what was Jack Del Rio known for? Defense. Defense. So, you know. Plain and simple. There you go. go what, on, were, what were we about to get? Oh, the the concussion protocol and all that sort of stuff. Listen, if if Brett if Bridgewater does make it back, which uh, to be honest, I think he will. You know, if you pass that first one immediately on day one after it, it means that you're probably going to result. He was out that night after the game with, like, family and friends and, like, you know. Yeah. So... It, looked, it, it looked was horrible. It was sometimes, brutal, yeah. sometimes things look a lot worse than they actually are. You know, I mean, ask Rod Tidwell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other times... I was Show me the money! Um, other times, they don't look as bad, and a guy could be out for weeks. This is one of those cases I think it just looked worse than it actually ended up being. Shows you what a brutal sport is, because also Sean Lee... I mean, there was five. Oh, there was yeah. five players this week that went out and were doing the goosey arms and were yeah. basically out for a smidgen and then opened their eyes like. And then two days later, like, yeah, I'm really hoping to play this weekend. Like, dude, I thought you were dying. I thought you were about to go into a seizure there mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, Latavius Murray but, is the one that I worry about more. I think he's probably not going to pass protocol this because week. he has had the problems in the past. Yes, and all he has to do is show one little sign. That's it. One little sign he'll be held out again because he was last year. He's because he had concussion problems in the past before last year's yeah. concussion. They saw one tiny thing that was wrong with him at the end of the protocol and they held him out. Same Remember reason why same reason why Lee is gonna have a hard time getting on the field this exactly. week because he had his first concussion back in week four and now you've already had your second concussion that's known on the season. He's most likely gonna miss a game too. Yeah. And hence Wes Welker. Yeah, if he gets a concussion, he's going to Hence why Dog was saying, Doug Martin, going to have a good game. If Sean Lee's not in there, Doug Martin's going to run wild. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, back to this game. So uh, back back to the Vikings Raiders here. Um, Derek Carr. Well, hold on. Before before that, though, let's say uh, Martavis, or Martavius Murray. Latavius. Sorry. Latavius. Sorry. I'm botching my... Really weird names. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Murray is out, who is it? Is it Taiwan? Is it no? 
No, it, it can't be, especially after Taiwan fumbled. Yes, uh, the, he's he's uh, he's out. Riz Reese. The, no, it'll be Roy Roy, Roy Hallou. Yeah, it'll be Hallou. Right. Now, listen, he's uh, he's proven that he can handle a load, and he's obviously had his problems getting into this offense, and he hasn't done very well with the offense. But uh, if Latavius ain't playing, it's definitely a Roy. Let's put it this There's way: no doubt. If Latavius is not playing, you are not playing a Oakland running back this week. Minnesota's defense, even though they would be on the road here, even though they performed so horribly in week one when they were basically in the exact same place, this is a makeup time for them coming out to the Bay. They're going to they're going to put their best foot forward here. It's going to be through running the ball and playing stout defense. So I don't anticipate uh, Oakland being able to run the ball very well, even if Murray is healthy. But I don't anticipate Murray being there. So I don't anticipate them that being part of their game. It's going to come down to Derek Carr in the passing game. This is where we're going to find out about maturity. I still think that Oakland can win the game based on that passing. Because if you get to a point where, and again, if Bridgewater's playing, I'm still concerned because when you take hits like that, you could just be a little bit foggy or just things just going on. And he's, Stephon Diggs is the only guy that's really making plays for him. Charles Johnson is still not doing anything since his return. Kyle Rudolph is not giving him the outlet that he needs at the tight end position. So he's not getting any of these extra benefits. Mike Wallace, he's been an afterthought and a, and a nothing. So those guys aren't getting it done. I can easily see Derek Carr. Amari Cooper, yeah, he's going to get the, the, the top attention. He's going to be getting safety coverage over the top from Harrison Smith, who's going to be trying to deliver every time a big hit to him just to try to put the fear in him. But look, look at what Crabtree did last week. They have enough weapons. The other guy that we, we, we've been talking about, Clyde Walford. To be honest, Crabtree, before you go on, yeah, yeah. Crabtree and, uh, and Amari got to be close to that Hearns and uh, A-Rob situation. It is. Those it guys is definitely got to both have 500. Yeah, they're, they're real close. They they're, right right they're, they're, they're just like Curtis Conway and Jeff Graham. Yeah. When, uh, the last, the, the last time the Bears. If you're going to go on a bad, yeah. don't talk about the quarterback. Too soon. Just going to the Bears, you know. Uh, yeah. Cooper and uh, Crabtree are... Literally eighty nine point seven points and eighty nine point one. Wow! Uh, when it comes to uh, fantasy points, they're literally right next to each other. Six hundred fifty three yards and four TDs. Five ninety one and five. Oh, that was the six TD aspect. Part. Yes, the six okay, TD yeah, aspect yeah, part. Had, uh, but they're both exactly right there. You're absolutely right. Those two are have been playing amazing together. Um, they they make up one lethal uh, ball catching. And, and Crabtree, uh, but, but this is the other point I was trying to make like in, in this whole triumvirate, though, is the Clive Walford aspect. Because yeah. Walford, what he's doing, too, that Michael Rivera never did. He could block. That's also why Latavius Murray's been having some better outings, because Walford's been in there as a blocking guy, but then he's also showing you the ability to go downfield and make a catch. But let's, let's be truthful. He had a touchdown this week, but it was on one catch. Yeah, he, he, it's nice to score. Thank God on Twitter, someone's like, he, he, got two, he gave me two, two options. Someone bit. gave me two. I'm like, go Walford. Touchdown. I'm like, yes. I looked after the game, like, oh, he had one catch. But the so difference is, he's he's never he got be, injured during the game and he was out for a little while. Uh, so okay. it, it took a He's away not going to be that guy that, like, Rivera that was, was where he was getting, like, ridiculous yeah. tons of targets that Rivera was. But that was also because they didn't have an Amari Cooper on the team at the time. They didn't have anyone else they could throw the ball to. It was, it was James Jones was their was their well, guy. Walford's a, a stud in the making too, and he's going to be a, a great addition to that uh, 
that offense there. Dynasty, like, dynasty people. If you still yeah, pay attention to him. There, grab that guy. <coughs> Last thing I say, and then I'll let you close out on the uh, on, on, on the, the Raiders before we go on to the next one. But I heard a great line. You know, the ACDC is the connection, you know, is for Derek Carr and Amari Cooper. Great uh, call is the offensive line for the Raiders is called... Um, it's called, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, think about it. Valverde! A lot of sweat goes into every bottle. Not literally. That would be gross. But you know what I mean. Turtle wax. Gotta protect the car. Ah, nice. It's not bad. It's a great, it's a great uh, offensive lineman. Gotta protect the car. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, so last thing I do want to say in the game... Um, I do not believe it's going to just be all AP. I think they're going to try and establish AP, and they're going to try and get him as many carries as possible. But I think that Oakland scores too much. They score too quickly, and, Bre- and uh, Bridgewater is going to have to do something. So I And I'll tell you right now, that Oakland pasty is horrid. They can guard against the run, but that pasty is terrible. Absolutely terrible. You can do whatever you want against him. I think Bridgewater eventually has to start throwing a little bit. Gets into a little bit of a rhythm. I think Diggs comes out of that uh, that not, not a pretty bad game last week. But that's not so much his fault. The Rams have a great pass D. I wasn't expecting him to have a good game last week against them. Uh, but this week, I think Diggs will have a pretty decent game. I think Wallace will probably get a, He'll definitely do better than he did last week. Uh, but Rudolph is the one you might want to think about a tiny bit. If you're streaming anybody, using anybody against that Oakland de- uh, defense against tight ends. Rudolph might get his due this one. Nice. I like it. All right. You got an Old Spice snippet for us over no, there? I'm, I'm, I'm saving it for the last three. We've got three more to go, so we're going to wait till after this game, and after, after each game here, we'll have a, an Old I actually do use break. Old Spice. I do, too. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Fiji, Fiji? Yeah. Fiji. Yeah. I was using Fiji. I use the Amber now. I just like to switch it up here and now. Nice. Here, I've been having yeah, problems finding the damn Fiji, though. And so Why Fiji just... Wait, we're, we're way too excited about it. I know. It. Is this any person and the owner, or is just the adios? Uh, and the spray. You do the spray? Yeah. You, you, you That's what you smell when you, I came in. That is? <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you uh, do? I don't know. How can you use it? It's, do you you, you use the word retard and use a spray. What, yeah. what the you, fuck is wrong with you? When you, you, smoke, when you, yeah. smoke, when you smoke J's in the car... You have the spray in the cup. There you go. All right, I'll, g- I'll give you that. Are you a body wash guy too? Do sure. You, yes, I have the. Do body- you exfoliate? I have the whole. No, I don't have the a loofah. Oh, you, I, you will. But I, but I have the body wash. My hands are fine. Your wife, your wife's got a loofah in the in the bathroom, right? No, you'll be using that. No, no, really? Like it, no, she'll oh, how you like it when I got a girlfriend's got a loofah? Yeah. Got a loofah? Ask me. <laughs> I used your loop on my ass. You don't tell her. No, you don't. You don't tell her. her. You just do it. You, you she awesome. was a bitch last night. What up? <laughs> that thing's disgusting. You're gonna have it on your face in about ten minutes. Got it. And add it to the mental <laughs> list. Things not to tell my wife. Oh my god. Oh, so she doesn't listen to the podcast. It's All like right. hold on. It's like uh, the scene from uh, Revenge of the Nerds where Boogers eat. Uh, oh, yeah. no, it's like, why don't chicks dig me? It's like, no, I no, say, I say he's doing like the that. arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, ew, he's like, digs it in. Bugger. Going down. <laughs> uh, we wonder why I'm not married. The loofah. Patriots, Giants. Yes. Patriots, yes. Giants. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is going to be, this will be, look, who is the only team that has beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Twice. Twice. Well. The only one that's beaten, well, no. In, in Tom Brady era. Bears once. Tom Brady era. Tom Brady era. Who's beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl? 
As a matter of fact, I don't know, who was the last team to beat the Patriots? Eli Manning and the, and the Giants? Was yeah. that right? No, not, no. Breaker season, you're talking about last year, right? Yeah, at, at all. I mean, when's the last time the, the, the Patriots lost? They lost a couple times, a few times last year. Yeah, but I know. I mean, yeah, playoffs included, though, obviously. I don't know. Well, they yeah. won the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. The Giants have a way of getting... Well, they're not, yeah. let's not talk about football. They're not the Giants aren't going to beat the Patriots no, in this game. But they're going no. to they're going to give them a hell of a game, and, and, and it's going to be it's it's it'll be fun. This is going to be kind of similar because again, both of these defenses are not very good at stopping the pass. Yeah, no. So you, you remember what it was like when you had Drew Brees and Eli Manning together? Well, now it's Eli and Tom Brady. And the one thing I will say about this is that when you watch the Giants, they do imagine if they had Cruz, Van oh. Donald, um, they have like. Are those running backs, there's an onslaught of like who's getting the ball, where it's going. Eli's just sitting there, and he's and it's usually going to uh, Odell. Who, I mean, it is awesome watching him. Yeah, he is awesome. You might not like him as a player, and it might get animated, but the fact is, you watch Antonio Brown, who everyone thinks is 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 Mister Right, Mister. He's just the same way, dude. He's an animal when he's out there. He's doing the first down. Yeah, he's, he's annoying as piss. There's nothing different between Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. Odell might be more of a diva and, and think he's more entitled, but watching him move around and I when they I hate it when they got him running too many um, plays from the X. But when they're moving him around and you're on a drive and you see him line up in seven different uh, positions on seven plays. Those are the drives where they're getting the ball. They're just figuring out a way. Move that guy around, he's unguardable. You know what's changing my mind on him is his commercials. Uh, you know, he's, he's been doing a bunch of commercials lately, and they're kind of funny. They're not really funny, but they're kind of funny, and he's at least trying to play to the public a little bit, which is a good thing for him, I think, because he came off real brash and like a real brat. You know, basically, in his first year, and I think a lot of people are hating on him. But now he's doing, uh, he's doing these commercials, trying to be funny and trying, I don't know, putting on a good smile and everything. And he's, I don't know, he's he's growing on me a little bit as a person. I just thought he was a bratty little shit. How much did you like that snow day commercial? Yeah, that's what I was saying. That Nike snow day commercial. That's great. That's pretty dope. Anyway, the thing, one thing, last thing I'll say, he's old school. Does not wear gloves, so he makes those catches. And he's like one no, of the he, who, Beckham? Yeah. He wears no, gloves. he wears gloves. He wears but gloves. La- yes, last week, oh, because it was raining, gloves. he was having trouble with the gloves. He took them off. It was, yeah, so he took them off for a while. And then he put them back on when he was trouble with having trouble with his hands. There wasn't enough sticks. <laughs> he, he, Honestly, he, it's the true. gloves have You're a, right. I, I, these I, are the new stick em type gloves of some sort. These guys love the glove. Yeah, makes sense. I could borrow my crayons anytime. Hey, so the things that they want. The, what you want to look at in this game, everybody's pretty much startable on either side of it. Um, what you want to look at uh, on both sides of the ball, actually, are the, is the running back situation. With Deion Lewis going down for, for the year, obviously. Blount, you gotta, you got to get in there one way or another, obviously. But there's, is it going to be a James White or is it a Brandon Bolden? And I find that to actually be a really good question. I think a lot is going to be told by this game. I think James White gets the first go at it. And he'll probably get a, a bunch of these passes, which I think they're going to do these dump off passes against the against the Giants a little bit. I think he's going to get some play there. Bolden may be actually a little bit better at it, but they can't waste Bolden throwing the ball to him out of the backfield because he's too good on special teams. So James White is the one that I think you want to run at first and see what happens there. There was talk about them getting Travis Cadet, 
but uh, he, he got, got signed. yeah, but he got signed somewhere else. Niners, so. Niners, exactly. They already dropped Pierre. They Thomas. already dropped Pierre Thomas. Yeah, that was fast. Nah, what happened that's, there? Is he just doesn't look up. Just, shape they they, just, they, they tried him out, and he played in the game. They're like, nope. It's obviously not working. You know, I, I get that just happens sometimes. Look, when you've been sitting on on the sidelines for the entire season, and you get a chance. Some, you're not up to game speed. Yeah. So you know, Cadet is. You know, I mean, right. he did play the whole preseason. He's a lot he younger. Playing. He's a bit younger too. And he's so. younger too. So obviously, the, the the Giants. What's the situation there? Uh, obviously, last week, who got the most carries and the most yards per carry of all of them? Andre Williams. Yeah. Out of nowhere. You See, know, but it was, they are a true community guy, though. Right? Yeah, now. they're there. No, it's it's yeah. every play. It's not even like you're gonna get a series here for Williams. You're gonna get a series here for Jennings. You're gonna get a series. It's Jennings, Navarine. Hey, we'll bring in. We're in short yardage. Bring in Williams. Oh wait, we're starting over again. Bring in Jennings. Wait, next one. Let's bring in Marine. I'm you're like, wait, you're leaving out the new one. The new uh, Darkwa, Darkwa, yeah, or at least Darkwa. I'm like, co- I'm like, oh county. my, it's a county. It's a county. This is not a community. This is not a committee. This the is a the one you're going to use, if you're going to use anybody, it's going to be Vereen yeah. in this one, okay? Because the Patriots will go up, and the Giants are going to have to pass, and Vereen's a pass. Any, any former team yeah, uh, yeah, thing going yeah, on of course. Yeah, they hurt. always got to throw that doesn't in doesn't hurt. Um, J- Jennings, I think, will get the other half of it. I don't think that Williams or Darko will play much of a, 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 a deal in this one. The Patriots are... Pretty decent against the the bigger, heavier backs. You just kind of got to go with the passing down back type guys. Next game. Nice. Uh, Chiefs at Broncos. The last game of the season. Hi, I'm Jackie Moon. I want to tell it to you straight. Do you know that sweat is caused by millions of tiny sweat glands dropping a deuce? <laughs> Don't smell like a turtle cage. Don't smell like a turtle cage. It's better than smelling like a... Uh, <laughs> like a... Uh, Oh, shit, I'm being an idiot right now. Don't smell like a turtle cage. Uh, uh, not a weasel. What's a, a ferret? My buddy Listener, Rob Listener, you putz. He had, a, he had a ferret cage growing up, and in high school, you'd go over to his place, and he had a ferret in his room. He's like, Dude, your room smells like a big asshole. Why would you possibly want to have this thing? And Rob Listener, you putz, he used to walk him around. Uh, yeah, leash. He would walk his oh, yeah. down. Oh, God, I love calling listener putts. Hope you listen to this show. Hope you're listening, listener. I hope you're listening. Uh, so Chiefs, Chiefs at Broncos. Do you know that uh, Alex Smith ain't having such a bad year, even though he can't really get too many t- touchdowns? So waiver wire situations, someone to consider. Maybe not against the Broncos this week, but what else do we think? We saw that uh, Chanik West... Is as uh, mentioned earlier, uh, has easy strength of schedule down the stretch, so you're loving him and Andy Reid high volume offense. Yeah, but you're loving him. But you know what? This is the time. You're not loving anyone against Broncos. No, the Broncos defense, especially coming off of their off of their loss in the trap game against Andrew Luck before. Now you can talk about Andrew Luck because this is the last chance you're going to get because they're on a bye. I'm done. Uh, Lacerated kidney. it's it's not pretty, and the Broncos are going to be attacking all over Kansas City in this game. I I, I look Emmanuel Trust. Sanders had himself a hell of a game uh, last week. We're finally starting to see Peyton Manning start to throw the ball more. What we are seeing problems with though is this whole running attack from from Denver. It is just where's 
the, the, the Gary Kubiak zone rushing and all the other stuff, they changed things around. They were running the ball so well in, in Denver last year, and then you bring in what they were doing so well in, in Baltimore. Because they needed to get Peyton I know. shotgun, and they needed and to get that going. That it's was affected important. everything, but the, but it's not caught up. And, and every week it looks like you keep thinking that there's a good matchup here for, for these running backs, and Kansas City is not a good matchup for the running backs. It's better for the wide receivers. Absolutely. The offensive line is a big problem, too. But it's something I have to say about this game. And it's not, it's, not, it's not so much the game. It's about the Broncos and what happened last week. I said it in the beginning of the po- uh, podcast about fuck a, a kid to leave. And it's not because he was the biggest jagoff I've ever seen running up into the middle of a dispute between two other people, between... Dwayne Allen, I th- and I can't remember which uh, lineman it was. That uh, Bob Miller. The, the, who was it? Von Miller. Yeah, was it was it Miller? Okay, so it was, it was Dwayne well, Allen and Von Miller. Miller. Like Von Miller can't handle himself. Yeah. A uh, Kip Tlaib runs up and goes and sticks his thumb through the face mask into Dwayne Allen's eye for zero reason whatsoever. Now the backlash of that is is that that penalty gave Indianapolis that first down. It would have been uh, a, th- a third and long or something like that. It gave him an automatic first down. Indy would have gotten that ball. Or, I mean, uh, Denver. Denver would have gotten that ball back, and Peyton Manning would have able to been able to break Brett Favre's yeah, record right. in Indianapolis where he started, and the crowd would have loved it. It ruined it for the whole Indianapolis crowd. It ruined it for Peyton Manning. It ruined it for America. It ruined it for football. So it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Dog Manica loves Peyton Manning so much. Amen. It's not that he thinks that Akeem Tlaib is just a jerk. It's no. that he screwed over Peyton Manning for his homecoming in Indianapolis to break Pete Brett Favre's record. It's a huge record. I'm telling you, you're right. Oh, it's an enormous one. You know, and to ruin it for a, 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 an icon, somebody who's going to be remembered for the ages, to do it in his town that drafted him number one overall, that rose to glory in football forever. And it was just ruined by our kids. And now it's going up in a puff of smoke because it'll be broken in Denver. And also, it'll happen on the first drive. Probably the first play. First play. It'll be like, the first the, it's like, okay. Great. They'll like, stop the game. Yeah, it's like, great. Uh, but the one thing I'll say about that, and, you know, Kansas boy, uh, Tlaib, putsy play. It wasn't even the worst one. Check out the Vine. I posted it. I, I did it on um, Twitter a couple days ago. But check out the Vine of uh, Vaughn Miller pancaking this one guy twice. Of Doyle. Boyle or Doyle? Doyle. Doyle. And then as he got up, can't pancaking him. I mean, it's just, just right on there. And then as he gets up, shoves his knee in Doyle's neck. And then literally does... Is as much pressure on the neck as he gets himself up. It is the most Von uh, Miller. I hate that fucking guy. I, I would much rather have a. There's delete. a bunch of angry, maladjusted characters. That guy happens all the Check time. Out the vine. Check out the vine. Check out the vine. It is. You it's think a, this doesn't it's happen? It's insane. What a I'm listening to Rodney Harrison on the radio today, and Rodney so goes because they were asking him about about like the Akeem to lead play and all that. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" He's like. Man, I get one of these offensive linemen or someone gets on top of me. What do they do? They get up by pushing you down, putting their putting their foot with their cleat on your ankle, then getting up and turning it as they get up, putting all their weight on. He goes, guys, grabbing at your junk underneath the pile. Guys, he's like, these are all dirty sons of bitches. 
They are. Yeah. And they're all awesome. they're all high on something. And the best was like I remember like I was a kid and I'm watching a, the a Sports Illustrated video I got for getting my first subscription back in like '84 or something, mm-hmm. and it was Crunch NFL's Crunch, Crunch. Course. Yeah. And there was this one guy who's like I think he played for like the the, the 49ers in like the '50s, like you know. I can get away with stuff on the football field that I couldn't do anywhere else. If I did that outside of football, they're throwing me in the pokey. <laughs> That's how old school the guy was. He called it the pokey. Isn't the pokey another word for uh, vagina? Hey. 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 All right. Back to the game. Um, like you were saying earlier, and I think you said it was Terrence West, Sharkhandrick West. I think you actually. Uh, I don't no, know. he just mumbled Sharkhandrick West. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, you did. You just, no, I said Terrence West got cut earlier. I know, but I was. Yeah, you were in the other room. I, I was in the other room. You were in the other room. You don't know. <laughs> Check the tape. Will you listen? All right, whatever it is. Uh, West, great play. Uh, Macklin, not so much. Alex Smith, no. Uh, Manning, I do like this game for him this week. Uh, the running game, not so much. I have no idea what's going on with Hillman and, and C.J. Anderson, like you guys were saying. I think earlier in the season, I think both Demaryius Thomas and Sanders had 100 yards against the Chiefs. So... Good game for those guys. I don't think that Vernon Davis is going to work into this offense at least for a few more weeks. I know everybody was clamoring to go get him, and probably half of them put him in their starting lineup last week. Wait a few weeks. He doesn't know the offense yet. Manning doesn't even know his name yet, and that makes a big difference. Owen Daniels is still going to be moving in this offense, and the Chiefs are actually really good against tight ends, so I don't think that Daniels has a great one, but uh, that's the story. Let's move on. Yep. Hi, I'm Jackie Moon. As an expert on sweat and sweating, I may as well be a sweat scientist. (laughs) As a scientist, there's one thing I know, and that's that perspiration serves no purpose. Much like the appendix, man nipples, or most of the human brain, you don't need it. So in the 24-7 battle against odor and wetness, I use this. (laughs) Old Spice, pro-strength antiperspirant. Let's do it. This is the uh, Sunday Night Football in America. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Doesn't it seem like the Seahawks, whenever they're in a big game, they always get to play it at the 12th man. I want to see the Seahawks on a big game having to play it on the road. Team's very lucky when they get the big lights. Yeah, I, I, I guess they Yeah, they, they, they do. They they get do. A little bit Everyone wants to go to Seattle with, with this team because they've been so crap for the last 25 years that the, uh, the, 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 the networks are making up for lost time. It's good TV. I mean, I'll admit, you throw a game on that's in Seattle, it's a little more fun, to, more fun to watch, so I guess I don't blame uh, TV for doing that. When it comes down to this game, though, uh, listen, Palmer's been a stud this year, and uh, the receivers have been studs. I don't see it happening this week. I mean, will it be a decent game for him? Sure. But I, I just don't see those guys all being total studs in this one. It goes with the running backs. I mean, of, of course... You know, I mean, CJ 2K has obviously been very good this year, but this is a Seattle defense you're talking about. It's not, you know, he's not going to do what he had been doing previously to, to this week. Uh, do I think he'll get the majority of the touches in this offense this week? Yes, I do. I think Ellington is actually being phased out a tiny bit, to, uh, to be honest. I, I think that David Johnson is starting to actually do uh, more of what they drafted him for, and Ellington is... I don't know. He's just starting to look a little meek. I think it's a matter of that. It's a, they're in a situation where they are playoff bound. 
So they're looking at everything going from what makes us the best team possible this year. And this year, it's Chris Johnson all the way. This year, uh, when you're looking for that guy in the backfield, it becomes hot hand. Who is, who's giving it to me right now? And David Johnson has shown that he's able to give it. So until Andre Ellington does something where it's like he's proving it in practice day in, day out, and all of a sudden he comes in the game and he starts like just putting up these huge numbers again, I, he has to be an afterthought right now. And, and he is. I, and, I mean, yes, that is a, a great assessment for the rest of the season, and that's going to be a tough one to figure out week to week. This week, you're going to have to have a tiny bit of toughness in there, and I just, I just don't see Ellington doing much of anything against a Seattle uh, defense that's going to be out for blood. You know, I mean, they're at home, they're going to be on TV, and uh, you know, the big Sunday night game, they're going to be out for blood, and they usually take it to the Cardinals when it's a, a blood game. And that's, well, but the Cardinals are also, aren't they, the the, the team that when uh, was the last team when they had the, that ridiculous yes. stretch at home that came into Seattle and beat them? Yes, it was. So, that's kind of part of the reason why I know Seattle's going to be out for blood on this. Well, one. they will be, but at the same time, too, it's like it's one of those ones where I think it's it's a weird matchup of of teams. I think they match up well against each other. It's a, it, it is because it's a, because Seattle's going to have a hard time getting their offense going against the Arizona defense which is an attacking defense. You have enough guys out there. The, the question is going to be, because we have not seen Russell Wilson really run. He He's going to need to really run in this game. And he will. For Seattle to win. Because that's where you're, you're going to get your advantages, is because his receivers are going to have a hard time getting open against this defense. And you're going to have pressure coming at him early and often from Donald Dockett and all these other guys up on the front, you know, Campbell, whatever. They're coming. So when they're coming, he's going to have to, to move the pocket and either create plays or create plays with his legs. If he's able to do that, I just worry because he's taking so many hits as it is already this year. His offensive line has been so weak this year. I still think that they're going to, they're going to win the game. Barely, though. I almost, you know what? No, I'm calling it. Arizona goes in. Like I did, I'm backing up my Panthers from last week. Arizona's going to go in. It's going to be a close goddamn game. It's going to come down to three or four points. Some play in the last the three minutes. If the were that great, they wouldn't be four and four. That's right. Hey, it's, times I, are changing. And they don't have enough weapons on offense to keep up with the Arizona if Arizona can get on top of them a little bit early. What, what was the last team that basically shut down Arizona's offense? Was it uh, Seattle? Two weeks ago. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Then that was a fluke too. That was no okay. fluke. It's it, they can be shut down. Seattle's going to take it. To, the way to beat this Arizona defense is to attack them. You got to attack them hard. If you get a little bit of afraid uh, of their rush D because it's so formidable, or a little afraid of Patrick Peterson, don't don't be. You attack the shit out of it, and Seattle knows how to do that. Lynch is going to Lynch is the one they're going to yeah. use that. I think that's the yeah. Lynch is going to go up their ass immediately. You know who's going to cost them the game? Jimmy Graham. That's who's going to cost them the game. You're going to. I'm going to call another one right here. This if this happens, I'm going to be. I'm going to be crowing so much next week. Ball off of his hands, intercepted. Fifty percent chance return for a touchdown on a tip. Off I can just see this guy putting in his FanDuel lineup. Oh yes, he's yeah. picturing every play. Like oh yeah, hey. <laughs> I'm putting it in. When you're hot, locker. you're hot. He's not even going to be looking at the ball when it goes off the defender's hands and then knocks off the helmet. And then I'm going to turn around and it's going to go right in my hand. Russell Wilson's been forcing passes into to Jimmy Graham as of late. 
and I can see this is one of those games, and this is a defense that has, I think they lead the, the NFL in interceptions in Arizona. Yeah, so, it's strange that uh, they also lead the NFL against tight ends after they've been the worst for the last five years. Yeah. Well, the one thing it's I also... Thing. The one thing that... The reason why I love the Panthers last week against... No. Because the they were Packers. Home. No, because of defense. Yeah. And the one reason why I can't just get so high on the Cardinals and, enjoy, and agree with you that, hey, the Cardinals are just going to go in there and make it happen, is the fact that, yes, the Seahawks still do have that defense, just... Things haven't been. I just think that that defense has been still a name value defense, and it, sometimes you know what we're a lot quicker to abandon a player based on name than we are a defense. And I will tell you what, because it's like we don't know that much about defenses, or because there's so many different interchanging parts and whatnot. You know what? This defense is not the Seattle defense of the last three years. I'm telling you, Arizona wins twenty-one to seventeen. You, you hear my knuckle crack, but you don't hear your dog fucking no. sh- shit bricks over here. I know. No, that's amazing. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that hilarious? It's what I'm used to and what I'm not. I live with this dog. That, and at a certain point, you're like, fart? Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. I can't let him. The knuckle noise is still foreign. <laughs> Are we done with this game? Who, who, yes. does, who does Sherman play? Fitzgerald, probably? I would think? imagine. So John Brown has a decent game? Michael Floyd? Mm, I don't know. No. A lot of teams go mm, deep. Not against no. the safeties there, no. no. Not really. It could be a tough uh, matchup all around for the Cardinals. That's good to know. Yeah, but who does Peterson play? That's the question. My guess is curse. I, I'm thinking it'll be it, he'll 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 move around. It, it'll be between curse and Lockett. When Lockett's out there, I think he's gonna he's gonna shut Lockett down. Okay, because that that's the thing that Seattle can attack. If Pierce's is playing a side, you can work away from him. Yeah, but he doesn't play a side. He'll, he'll well, that's him. what I'm saying. If who's gonna, I mean, he's just going to go from player to player to player to player. You know, you 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 worry about who's the the biggest threat at a certain time. They must have a grade. I'm sure they got a grade in in, in the Arizona defensive locker room when they're sitting there going grading the wide receivers. When these two guys are both out there at the same time, this is who we're, we're going to take away. Sure. How many times does Curse? Beating somebody this year. There's going to be an unsung hero hero in this. Of course, one. absolutely. And Jerome Brown. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, you it may be. And I'm telling you, Let's, you maybe. Your, your your indignation to it. Jerome Brown catches a touchdown this week. Uh oh, Chris yeah, Matthews. You're like, you're like uh, hardball. You're like Jimmy. <laughs> you're like turning into Jimmy the Greek. I am. You're Eric the the Jew. I am. Or the Pudia. <laughs> Houdini the Jew. Um, Houdini the Heeb. I like it. All right. I, I can see this one being a low-scoring game. Their last few games, the last two games, I mean, haven't been huge scores. So let's move on to the next one. The, the final game. One. Before we get to the final game, we got to have one last call from our sponsors. It hurts. Oh, that hurts. Squeeze it out, Jackie. Ah, I can't do it. Hey, I'm Jackie Moon. I work out a lot. In the 24-7 battle against odor and wetness, guess what I use? Nothing? No, this. Old Spice. Pro-strength and a perspirant. Look it up. And one last bell, babies. The preferred beverage at sporting events, concerts, and tawdry burlesque shows. Speaking of burlesque shows, is that makeup honey around anywhere? Familiar with burlesque? A little. A little? 
official beer of people who like beer. That's all of us. Me, you, our fans. This is like you, the end, this is like the end of Rocky Four. You, me, them, everybody. Everybody. Everybody, everybody needs somebody. Orange go. whip? Orange whip? Three orange, orange whips. Alright, last game. Texans, <laughs> Monday night football. At the bungholes. What actually the bangles. We can't call them the bungholes anymore. What's gonna happen here? And uh is Hoyer have a good game? Is Hoyer a good pickup for people that are streaming quarterbacks? The, let's listen what let's, let's the Bengals Texans quickly. I don't I don't the only Texan that I feel comfortable starting anytime is DeAndre Hopkins. Other than DeAndre Hopkins, there is no comfort level starting any other Texan. You you talk me off of that ledge. I can't talk you off of that ledge. Cecil Shorts is going to be back, I think. So, supposedly, listen, Nate Washington has been better Mm -hmm. than what Cecil Shorts was, but Cecil Shorts plays that opposite side starting wide receiver a little bit better. Um, So I think that he may actually get the start next to Hopkins. What that means in terms of targets between Washington and Shorts, who knows? But if you were thinking that Washington was going to continue with his wide receiver two prowess lately, like he has been, he's been awesome at the wide receiver two position yeah. for you guys. Uh, I wouldn't expect that to be uh, continuing very much longer, at least while Shorts is healthy and in the game, which may only be one game or, or one half or one play. Who knows? That guy <laughs> sucks. Anyway, so, I mean, yes, Hopkins is the only guy that you're really looking to play in this one. I don't see uh, Hoyer having a, a tremendous game. He's one of those guys that, I don't know, he, every once in a while he'll just throw for two or three touchdowns out of nowhere, and it looks like you can do something against the Bengals defense here and there, but not regularly. They do have a, a very good defense, but they have letdowns uh, here and there. I, I don't even know who to choose out of their backfield at this point. I know Alfred Blue's going to be starting and probably get – the majority of things, but, but he's not going to do anything that's going to be that spectacular. Exactly. That's going to be the problem on the road in Cincinnati in the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and the Bengals. Who's going to be tough? Jungle? No, it's not Flint. They're down in Cincinnati. <laughs> it's only tropical when you get when you get that far north. When you smell when you smell all that exhaust. That's right. Like when that one, like just like that wonderful Klein Road we get to go by and. Our, our wonderful neighbor, Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. When your crayons start melting out. and you have to ask the locals for some chalk. But I gotta give it up for somebody for a leg. The best part was, like, like let's get tropical. At one point, he's got the Blackbird song, uh, uh, Walking in Rhythm, playing, where they're doing, like, a whole pregame thing where he's got... They have palm trees as... <laughs> It's like their mascots, and it's got like guys dressed in like a, a an octopus outfit, another guy like in a crab or something. Like Genius. you're in Flint, Michigan. I love it. Oh my god. No one, no one can publicize a game like Jackie Move. Jackie Texans. I, th- I don't know. They, they don't have a, t- a tight end to speak of, so I wouldn't worry about that situation. I, I think we've pretty much covered Texans. Yeah, let's yeah, go. We're, we're Bengals. Bengals. All right. So, I guess it all starts with that, I guess the biggest fantasy question starts with the backfield. Yes. Um, is it a Jeremy Hill show or is it, a, is it a, a Giovanni Bernard show in this one? Do I think that Hill could have a touchdown this one? Yes. 
Do I think that he is going to get the majority of touches? It's that's a maybe. That's I, a maybe, but I think that I still think that Bernard has the most fantasy points of the two in this one. Oh, yeah, because you know, last week was the week where it's set up. You're playing Cleveland. You have the opportunity. They were at home. Worst rush defense in the entire league. You have Jeremy Hill should have gotten two touchdowns in that game. Period. I started him. He scored five point two points. Terrible. Horrible. You were you were you were your friend. No, this was me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also a friend of mine. But um, the thing that Sometimes that was that was close. the differences, and this is the thing because Giovanni Bernard had seen his carries in the previous two Stop weeks. Touching your friend that completely way. dwindle. <laughs> so he had he had he had completely seen his carries go away. Where he had like I think it was one the week before. And then they finally get into this game against Cleveland, and, and Jeremy Hill, they're trying to give him every opportunity at the beginning of the game to get going, and then Geo comes in. And then Geo just starts looking more effective. And so this is one of those things where I'm looking in the long haul, and I'm saying, as especially as a guy who is so much a supporter of Jeremy Hill, that I... I got to get back to the Geo Bernard guy that I was the year before. It's true, and you were. You and, because... Were. It, the way that he runs, let really you know works. what let let let's let Jeremy Hill be the guy that fine. You want to use him for two series just to wear down the defense and then let Geo come in and be Geo. I'm fine with that. Geo looks awesome. Looks buddy. awesome. And let let awesome. Jeremy take the, the, the you know it's always the case. He's the Ron Dane of this relationship. It is. And so I'd rather have Tiki Barber than Ron Dane. So obviously, and you do remember, you know, I like the way your memory short, but you remember. You were a dirt desbian, but you were also a hill hillsbian. Yes, and I was a hillsbian when everybody else was a CJ Anderson in. So you're uh, all in that same boat with me in the sinking ship. You're a hill popper. <laughs> I'm a hill popper. But hold on. So basically you started dating and then you realized you didn't like that over there. And now you're going back to the old girl. My old girlfriend. Nice. Right? I like it. Damn There's nothing right. wrong with that. Hey. Love who you love. I'm a, I I, I'm a waffler, but I choose the winner. Yeah. I miss you, honey. I like the front runner. Well, let's talk about let's talk <laughs> I'm about Hillroy. Let's Hill talk about Roy. the red man. You're recording sticks. Yes. <laughs> that sticks. How did Hillroy? You know yeah. You don't remember that? I kind of do. I tried to forget. Domo regato, Mister Roboto. Domo, domo. We need to hurry up. All right. This. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, Dalton. Is uh, right. I'm Jackie Moon. Yes. Yes. Is he a good play in this one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dalton's had some really good games this year. And I don't know. Like I said, against the Browns, I didn't think he would do that great because he hadn't in the past. But he turned out to have a, a, a really fine game, a, a really nice game. He's just he's connecting with his receivers really well. The offense is flowing. Um, even just handing it off to Muhammad Sanu is fun. And it worked. <laughs> it worked real well. I think he's going to have a, a good game against his Texas uh, Texans uh Pass defense, they're nothing to be spoken of at this point. Is Eifert going to get number 10? Nine touchdowns, he leads the league. I lead the yeah. league. I mean, like, like, where's Gronkowski? Like, isn't Gronk getting pissed at this? I mean, like, come on. And no. Gronk didn't look no, good. No, it, Eifert's, Gronk, he's Gronk's fun to watch. On the, on the, he didn't look good. He's, he's, Gronk's the You're saying Gronk good. didn't look good? Um, yeah, no, I do. Well, I hope he's listening because yeah, the plan this week. He only had forty-five yards this week, right? Huh? I forget. It was no, it was, no, Gronk. Oh, 
Gronk had a low yardage. Four week. for 45, yeah, if 45 I remember correctly. Yards. So um, but, but, I mean, it's not like Eifert. Well, like, no, Eifert had four. I know. Eifert was like four for fifty-one. I know. With three. Five TVs. for fifty-three. Five for fifty-three. Whatever it was. It yeah. did look like on two of those TVs he was going to drop them. That, that one was really yeah. easy. I thought he was going to like. Ging, ging, ging. I was like, yes. I started that. You know, that, that is his third game. multi-touchdown game of the year. I got, so I does he have zeros in the other ones? One. So no, he's got uh, three, two, he's got two, one and one. Yeah, so he's got um, three games with zero touchdowns, two games with one touchdown, two games with two touchdowns, one game with three touchdowns. Okay. We love you, and we also on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash pyromaniac, p y r o m a n, the number one a c. Give us your best, uh, Tyler Eifert. Nickname or saying or slogan. We've had some really great ones. And by the way, our, our uh, Pyromaniac Twitter account is perfect this month as it's National Diabetes Month. So get your Glyco A1C checked. Oh, uh, nice. There you go. Well done. The one, my favorite is from Zach Attack. My favorite nickname is it's Eifert out of my McManus. Okay, let me move okay. on. Okay. Eifert, Eifert, you fart, we all. Daisy first. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's that's one. Add it to the. We bring it into the mix. Yeah, I guess Daisy does. Let's talk about uh, AJ Green. Let's talk about Marvin Jones. Um, what's uh, what's going to happen here? Do we need to? We not not, not all that much. No, like I said, I mean, if Dalton's having a good game, you're, you're starting those guys. I mean, Marvin Jones is a crapshoot. No matter which way you uh, look at it, he's just a crapshoot. Uh, he's one of those type of guys that. It, it, there's a game that's set up for him to do awesome, and he gets one catch for six yards. There's a game where it looks like he should just be dis, uh, just disappear, and he goes six for 120 with two touchdowns. Yeah. It's just, it, it's impossible to call somebody like a Marvin Jones, but a, AJ should have yeah. a decent one. And you, you know what? You start AJ, AJ every week. You guys. start AJ every week, but you got to be concerned with AJ. Okay, his last five weeks, one touchdown, yeah. 100 yard game. Both came in the same game against Pittsburgh. Um, other than that, listen to this. Four for 53, four for 36, six for 78, seven for 82. These are not the A.J. Green numbers that you are expecting. This is what he does. This is literally what it he is. is. And it's why I, I've it's never loved him. That's receiver. why I, and I loved him the way he started, but this is what he does. He is the most elite guy that doesn't explode, explode. He doesn't. It's it, it's not consistent. It's not explosive. Well, let me let me let me, it, let me back you up on that. Great. It's kind of underwhelming. Well, no, no. He had the great one against Baltimore. The ten for yep. two twenty-seven and two touchdowns. Before that, three catches, forty-five yards, and a touchdown, and a season opener, five for sixty-three. Besides the big two hundred-yard game and the other hundred-yard game with a touchdown. He has not gone over 100 yards and only has one touchdown when he has not gone over 100 yards. It's him, but you still got to start him because the second because he is what he is. Because when you drop him, he is going to light that thing up. It's it's actually an abnormality. He, last year, um, he had eight double-digit fantasy point games in his first nine games, and then he ended the season like shit, like he always does. He hates playing in the super duper cold. But in <laughs> this year, uh, only three. Double-digit uh, fantasy fantasy games, and obviously five that uh, were in the single-digit range. Last year, however, one of those double-digit games came against Houston. 16 targets, 12 catches, his most catches in the last three years, 121 yards. So let's also remember they're going to use them. Let's also remember Houston is a team that allows T.Y. Hilton 
to go berserk on them every time he plays them for like 170 yards or 200 yards. Yeah, and uh, uh, Houston, Houston has known, problems. Houston is known Houston. for giving up. We have a problem. Houston is known for giving up major yards, fancy points, whatever it is, to the best receiver on the team. They could do pretty well because they have a good all-around defense, but when it comes to an elite talent, that's it. So I, I like an A.J. Green this week. Awesome. I'm going to do one little closeout because we don't do this early in the show like we probably should. iTunes. You're probably already subscribed to us, but give us a review. Give us a four-star, five-star rating there. Do it up. If you listen to us on Spreaker or Stitcher, follow us there. Give us a review there. Just keep it up. Tell your friends about it. That's for you Android people. Um, if there's a system or a service that you're on that we're not covering, and you're a friend of yours telling us, reach out to us. Hit us up on social media and say, hey, you know, I use this because I'm on this platform and you guys don't seem to be there. We want to be privy and knowledgeable to all the different outlets and platforms that there are. And podcasting with it getting so popular, there's a lot more popping up all the time. So please let us know there. But hook us up. We love our fans. We just want to spread the goo and get the word out there more and more and just grow our user base because we're just going to be able to improve the show and get better and better. And as you saw this year, we've made one podcast that we've been doing for the last four years or five years, whatever, into two podcasts. And if we keep on getting more and more listeners, it's basically like throwing a gremlin into a pool. Maybe we just keep on getting a bunch of different podcasts, offshoots. We'll be like the Mar. We'll be like the DC. Don't feed us after midnight and don't put us into water. It'll be Marvel Comics. <laughs> we'll just be. We'll just keep splintering off in a new franchise. You kill one, two more approach. Exactly. Oh, I love Gizmo. Gizmo. Gizzy, you little gizzard. That was a All good right. one, though. We love you guys. So let me tell you about the music before. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, this is a funk band from Paris, France. That was around from 1970 to 1978. Called the, they went through a couple different names. Uh, one time they were called Ice. One time they were called Crispy and Company. Uh, but the Lafayette Afro Rock Band. So Ice. I yeah. And Ice I, Crispy Lafayette Afro Rock Band. I like Crispy and Company myself. I think, I think like, I like that. For a funk band, Crispy and Company is one hell of a name. That opener uh, was really dope. Though. That was uh, Rakuba. Okay. So, and I'm going to end you with Rehache. So, do you have anything else you want to say before we get into that? Yeah, I, I got one thing I, I want to say here. So, there are two wide receivers with over a thousand yards already. Can you name them real quick? Yes. Uh, over a thousand Julio yards. Jones and Antonio Brown. Correct. There you go. Good calls. There are four receivers altogether that have 750 yards or more. The other two are DeAndre Hopkins Emmanuel and. Sanders? No, Sanders. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. You want. You know, 750, 750 yards more. or more. There's yeah, two yeah. with a thousand, two others that oh, have. Yeah. Uh, ODB. ODB and DeAndre Hopkins. One running back, one running back with more than 750 Todd yards. Todd Gurley. And no. he only has 758. And that's AP. Oh. This is a passing league, folks. Yes, it is. Six, six, at, 664 for Gurley. And look at good. the fantasy football 
scoring points. When you look at a Julio and you compare him to the number one guy or a top guy, the AP, the wide receivers are just scoring more points. There's a lot more wide receivers in the 100-point zone right now by a large margin than the running backs. I want to pat myself on the back about the article I wrote two years ago about the change in the evolution of the game where the, the top 10 running backs were dominating so much and the top 20 running backs where you barely had wide receivers cracking in. Last year, the wide receivers, 10 through 20, outscored the running backs, 10 through 20. They will. That was a close one. They're gonna. They're gonna dominate them this year. Yeah. And the top 10 wide receivers to the top 10 running backs. I'm gonna tell you what. It's going to be damn close at the end. And again, for the for the sixth year in a row, even, the right. best running back is going to be a different running back this year than has been in the year before. And to think about this, which position, and this is kind of a strategy thing for going into drafts and offseason afterthought, which position is more likely to get injured and be not on your fantasy team when you're going oh, Running back. Running back. Wide receivers, guys. I'm going to tell you, the gut in two, three years, it's the first round is going to be all wide receivers sprinkled in with one quarterback and one running back. The, the adage of, oh, but such a hard commodity to come by at running back just doesn't matter. And for you Dynasty League players, this is the other thing. When you're in rookie drafts and you're looking at these guys' draft, you don't need to be drafting these running backs. You just don't. Because you draft a Trent Richardson when you could be drafting an Andrew Luck or someone that you could have for this many years. You draft the wide receiver, you draft the... the, the can I, can I, the I, I agree with you, but as someone that isn't in Dynasty but is in the Keeper League, but mm-hmm. I, I just love you, and you guys know I love Amari Cooper, but don't you think that, like, isn't Gurley kind of... He's an anomaly, though. He's, okay. he's the guy that's going to that's gonna screw everybody over, and they're going to think that that's the way you go. No, okay. because you okay. know what? Because here's point. the thing. Great. If you're playing Dynasty, if you have the ability where you can, if you get a guy, if, especially if you're playing in auction-type leagues where you can get guys in a cheaper contract in a rookie year and then you have them under control where it's, it's not like exploding on you so that you can keep a rookie that you draft legitimately for seven years before you have to drop him if he continues to be a superstar. Gurley is going to get to a point after three or four that you're going to get start to worry about it. Yeah. These wide receivers... If he's lucky. These wide receivers, by the time they get to the, to the back half of that seven years, that's when they're getting in their prime. So, come we'll on. You. We can talk. We'll, we'll literally be looking. We're almost. We're running almost at three. We could go on right there. I, I literally have like ten minutes of conversation yeah. I could add, but I'm not going to. If you got one more, we'll do I, it. I mean, I wanted to throw in, you know... But we can why, do this, why, and we'll be at four hours. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why draft Melvin Gordon when you can get uh, Carlos Williams, you know? I, I love a, a, a TJ Yeldon, but you know why do that when you can you can get somebody like a, a David Johnson later? Yeah, you know, it's just or Duke Johnson or Duke Johnson later. Exactly. You know, you're right. The running backs whole different situation when it comes to dynasty and stuff, as opposed to wide receivers. Let's play it. Well done, fellas. Love it. Thank you. Uh, let's we'll go make some uh, roster moves. Thanks, guys. We love you. Peace. Is that a Daisy part? Ready? Quiet, here we go. I had the volume down as I did the fade.
Okay, who do I see about getting my cash? Ah! 